0: When the sun hits your eyes like a big piece of that pie, that's a Well, this is
1: starting out fantastically. Eel.
0: When the sun hits your eyes like a big moray eel, that's a pizza. Eel pizza. I, I would know. That. I would know. Mason spent part
2: of his childhood in Atlantis.
0: Someone, the other day, someone was talking about the thing called Aquarius, I guess, which is a, it's, a it's Troy, and he was talking about it. And for some reason in my head, I just couldn't get out of my own head that Aquarius is the shitty, it's the Oakland to the San Francisco that it is Atlantis. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I cross the bridge and you end up in Aquarius. Come on down, sunny You got a good Aquarius. football team,
3: though. I don't know. <coughs> Love the Aquarius rating. I mean, Oakland's now going
0: through. It's a huge but <laughs>
3: Oh,
1: I took something totally different out about that statement, Mason. Okay. they're run. <laughs> Dude, you've
2: been spending <laughs> way too much time with this whitewashing project. We're Apparently. getting concerned.
0: What did I say? No, oh, it's the- oh, <laughs>
1: I just, yeah. I just, I thought your implication was that Aquarius had a good football team because the residents that comprised Aquarius were better athletes. <laughs> that's a good. That's a
0: good. I mean, <laughs> are we recording this? Yes. Oh goddamn. Oh, Can boy. we not talk about that? And yeah, No, I was, I was. I meant more like the 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 poorer city outside of it. But sure. Um. Uh, When the sun hits your eyes. Uh, Reset Redux la, la, la. La, la, la. I have this problem Where la, I'm coaching now And I'll fuck my words up And I'll actually make a rewind noise When I'm saying it <laughs> he, um, he did this it this weekend It was great sour, <laughs> uh, uh, Well no that's actually like A convincing nah. rewind noise Mine's more like I'm like Alright we're gonna do it la, okay. <laughs> I can't It's just like <laughs> Rewind undo Command did you see Z. Will's comment About how none of us know How to make a rewind sound
4: No Last time we tried doing mm-hmm. rewind sounds Yeah he was like, "You guys, it's sad. It's sad." That's Did he offer an Z- example? Z- <laughs> Z-
1: you sound like a German <laughs>
4: robot.
1: he <laughs> 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 figured me out.
0: <laughs> um, well, he um, said it over Facebook, so it's spreck- not like he really. Frequency
1: spreck- rewind.
0: Frequency rewind. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, podcast episode fifty-nine. Go.
3: Um, <laughs> we need to, we, we Garage GarageBand Loops
0: <laughs> our uh, dope intro song. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mason. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Mason. What's going on, guys? Not much. It's 10 a.m.
2: in the morning. 10 a.m. in the morning. How long? How long uh, and it's raining outside
1: on a Saturday. Hurricane Matthew's not going to touch us. But everything is okay, cause we're War Podcast, Ward Podcast.
4: Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. I was mean, I mean, <laughs> just gonna let it go. <laughs> oh, just uh, uh, I was going to let you with that. I wasn't stopping you. <laughs> no, you are writing that
2: whole
0: song now, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, that was pretty good. The Hurricane Matthew right, sing-along nice. episode. It was a nice song, Dan, thank you.
1: <laughs> welcome
0: to the diane ream oh, show I did, <laughs> I did think it was funny that the guy oh i don't want to say who oh. it was but his, his, point, his about. point about how about, npr has, yes. has ruined yeah. classical music i thought that was pretty. Oh, good. That was yeah. great
1: it just puts people to sleep i was like yeah well you're well, not,
3: you're you're not wrong.
0: wrong um let's yeah. talk about westworld Okay, let's oh, jump right into oh, it because oh, man, baby, I have got have you so baby, much to wet. talk about. Dylan, are you
4: caught up? I just I, watched. I haven't seen episode two. I went home after Mason okay. and all of us went out last night. And went home and just watched the second episode and then went to bed. Uh, okay. So you it's, haven't seen episode two? I have not. Okay. That's where
1: the Radiohead, episode, the Radiohead reference was that Alex yeah. was talking about. They played No Surprises, which I was like,
3: yes. Oh, oh I didn't even yeah. pick I up on that, that song surprises. so much. So good. Was oh. it all the player piano cuts? Yeah. Did
0: you guys hear Black Hole Sun in the first yep. one? Yep. Black Hole Sun in the that. first one. I was one like, like oh, that's that band with that asshole, Chris Cornell.
2: <laughs> Come on. Oh, he's, he's a dick. So, so, good so Black
0: we're
4: going to talk about bands, I'm going to retell the story I told Mason last night that my coworker, he was laughing to himself at work the other day. And he goes, Dylan, you gotta look at this. And he turns his monitor around, and it's the classic Nirvana t-shirt, which is just the, the, like, the serif font at the bottom, their logo, and then, like, them in, like, the, the bordered uh, square. Yeah. But instead, it's Hansen. <laughs> <But still laughs> <funny>. oh. <laughs> it's still says Nirvana. pretty funny. And he goes, isn't that funny? I said, it would be if I knew who that was. Oh. And he goes, you don't know Hanson? I'm like, no. And he goes, you don't know Mbop? I'm like, no. What's what? Mbop? How and he's like, that? He what? Just, no, but... Are you he, saying what to Mbop? But here's the kicker: he doesn't sing the song. Like I listened to the song, I know what the song is. M-bop. I just don't know it by Mbop. They just kept saying Mbop, and then we call more people over, and be like, "Men, come over here." He's like, "What's up?" He's like, "Have you heard a Hanson?" He's like, "Yeah, Mbop." And I'm like, "What are you guys saying? You need to not like. You need to sing chords of the. You need to sing parts of the song for me to understand." That's funny. Oh no, no, hold on. Before I can make you understand, hey Jerry, come over here. Jerry, can
1: you believe this kid on right, the no
0: Oh, you mean Mbop? We got three people. Let's sing the chord. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, what government building Is he work at right. <laughs> Hey Jim Come over here And sing Mbop the new Jerry, guy oh, Chris Christie's office hey, Obviously I know, I know we work in Virginia But for some reason We all got New York accents Everyone fucking loves Hanson This fucking kid Does no fucking Hanson is. I live in the I
4: work in the sanitation Yeah And there's a kid Can't put a trash can can no no Mbop Mbop So um, um okay. Westworld
2: It's a Westworld I want to hear your thoughts
1: Okay so here are my thoughts Here's why I wanted to talk About this today Um Because, so, there are a lot of philosophical, psychological, user, and and person-driven behaviors that that I think we can really examine from this show. Um, But specifically as it relates to kind of some of the stuff we talk about, obviously, you guys know I'm all in on VR right now, and uh, so obviously has a, a huge connection to that in terms of, this is what it looks like when VR gets to the point of full immersion. Um, but I, I love how it brings up just these these ethical quandaries. Um, you know, speaking of VR, I, we had a podcast, I guess maybe like eight months ago, when we were still we were talking about VR in a really early state. And we were talking about how you know when it gets to that point where it's indistinguishable from reality, what what effect is it going to have on us psychologically? Um, when you you know are are people going to be having PTSD because they're going in and shooting things and can't distinguish it from reality, kind of thing? Um and, and I thought it was interesting. So I'm watching this show with with my wife and uh, My wife. My wife. There
2: it
3: is. As and, I am want I, to I, do. I, as soon Damn as the this. words came out of my mouth, I knew it was coming. <laughs>
2: my wife.
1: Um and so and I are watching this and, and she's someone who's never been super comfortable with violence. i I can watch violence. Doesn't but- she watch Outlander? She and does yes, and like, it is very uncomfortable. Well, yeah. And and that's one fair. of the things she doesn't like about Outlander is the rapiness, and I'm going to get into that about Westworld in a second. Oh okay. yeah, because uh, because I don't know what's going on with HBO and the rapiness, but we'll get into that. Um, but but to the gaming side and the VR side, I I think, you know, at one point I turned to her and I was and I paused it and I'm like, you know, the thing about this that's so disturbing, is that it's not just like we're watching a movie that has violence in it. And we have to suspend disbelief that this story is happening and, and whatever. And, and you know, this story is, is away from us as humans because it is a story and, it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's disturbing about this is that even though this is within a, a greater story, the character in it, we know that they are choosing. It's as if we were to choose to go into something and kill it. And so what makes it disturbing is not the, the killing of the, the characters in the, in, in Westworld, but the fact that you, people are choosing to go into this to kill. And then it got me thinking about the fact, well, you know, we play video games all the time where we choose to go in and kill. Um, and it, it's just interesting because it's like where there's going to come a point where we could have this ability to not be able to distinguish between the avatar in front of us that we are killing and reality. Will we continue to do so? Is that something that we psychologically will want to do? Um, and it, and it just, you know, watching it just in in the reference of what we talk about with gaming and, and just as game designers and, and, you know, virtual reality experience designers. And, um, I just, I think it's interesting to, to, to look at how the psychological motivations that they, they bring up on this show, um, are very salient for where we are at in society right now with the advent of AI, not the advent of AI, but the, the, hurtling towards the blade runner future as mason likes to yeah. talk about of ai uh and and immersive virtual experiences and robotics and all, all the way that these technologies are emerging right now um i think that it, this this show is coming out at kind of the perfect time and uh it's, it's just interesting to me that there's all these psychological motivators that we can examine uh that are a huge part of of this story and this world that's been created, and, and the design of things and, moving and the, forward, and the design. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that.
0: Well, go ahead, Alex.
2: I, I think you make a really good point, especially just with that small example of of killing someone. You know, take the act of very small, very small. <laughs> take the act of of raising a, a weapon. You know, uh, in a video game that we play now, it's a simple controller button press or an analog stick movement. Versus the other end of the spectrum in real life, it's literally raising your arm, mm-hmm. aiming, and firing.
0: Not if you're just playing We
2: Not. Yeah, it's true. Good ups get and zapper. It's like somewhere in that that spectrum on either end of that, somewhere in there is VR and raising an HTC controller or something like well, that. So so where are we on that road and you know at, what what's gonna at, happen when we get to the other side of it? At the VR LA Expo, there was someone with an experience where
1: the controller they had the HTC Vive controller built into an AK forty seven and you the the like the way it was set up was they had this like bunk, bunker set up with some brick kind of you know hiding spots so that you're in this experience and you're holding holding for all intents and purposes a gun and ducking behind these you know bunker things to to protect yourself from things that are shooting at you i mean that's there already it's crazy it's
0: (sighs) one one thing that and i do think that it's like a sharp kind of like we gotta come to what we're doing in virtual reality but i think the other thing is that like we've had to address that several times before whether it's in a paintball match or in a uh a tactical scenario like i think that a lot yeah. of the ways that we address that in those scenarios will be the way that you address it in virtual reality mm-hmm. but i think what's more interesting is that you see the, the psychological ramifications of drone pilots and how the yes what that mm-hmm. does to people and i think that that's the wherever psychology is happening there to treat them is probably going to be similar to what happens with the virtual reality stuff in terms of being uh, emotionally detached. Yeah. But also like, at a certain point, I think when, when we're designing things, the level of accuracy that we put into you realizing that experience, uh, the, f- the, the, the bar of like, what's enjoyable, will fall, you know what I mean? Like the reason that mm-hmm. shooting stuff in video games, it's not fun because we, well, not, not we, but like we don't enjoy the act of killing things. We, we enjoy the, the loop they put out there. It's satisfying. There's a lot of feedback to it and there's a, a direct, input output element to that Mm. part and i think that that's one thing that i I think that i I appreciate the examination of it as like what are we as humans doing in these spaces but also i think that as we design too i think that people will still design experiences that are supposed to be enjoyable but i I think that the the crisis of faith of like what is enjoyable
1: and and i think i think that and obviously you know you're a very you get very analytical when it comes to talking about game design and, and, and that sort of thing, um, I don't know if it does it justice to just distill it down to... Totally. Uh, we, we play first-person shooters because it's a satisfying loop. I think I think there are some primal psychological motivators there that uh, are inherently a part of us and are inherently brought to the forefront by playing those sorts of things. Um, and particularly, I think, you know, for me, one of the, the early examples was... Either Vice City or maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. San Andreas, yeah. Damn. And, and you know, I just remember in high school playing it for hours and hours and hours on end and then I would go out driving around and, I, and <laughs> running over <laughs> people. I just, Dan killed I would so many people. So many prostitutes. It took my money <laughs> back.
0: Uh, um, need that money? Yeah. No, no. But it was <laughs> it this was, bitches baby wearing but it, was the,
1: it was one of those things where I'd be driving and there'd be a moment of like, whoa.
0: like, like So Burnout Paradise did to me.
1: Yeah. Dude, and just, Mad Max did that to me. Yeah. Just in the movies. And, and so I think we've all had... That that thing where it's like, yes, it's a satisfying loop. I agree. Um, But I think that there's something, and within the context of Westworld, you know, the reason that these eccentric, eccentrically rich, wealthy people are paying presumably, I don't know how much, but presumably a fuck ton of money, which is alluded to, to be in this experience is to get at that primal thing. And then Ed Harris' character, which you haven't seen the second episode, so a lot of the th- a lot of the stuff I'm talking about is further. You, you, everything I'm talking about, you can get from only watching the mm-hmm. first episode, mm-hmm. um, but the second episode, excuse me, brings a lot more uh, of that psychological stuff with Ed Harris's character, and it's like, where, when is it not about the loop anymore, or when is it the loop? Oh, well, I want to. Um, I want to the second episode talks about that, and yeah. I think it'll be interesting. I'll be interesting to hear your, because I think Ed Harris's character, more than anything, gets at that almost psychological split between part of him is, is totally, it's, it's nothing but a game at this point. Mm-hmm. And part of him, it's so ingrained in his psyche that he can't take away the primal urges. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's interesting that there's that, that kind of,
0: and I want to, I want to say that I wasn't saying that I don't think that Westworld is approaching it from the angle. I was think I was saying that as we move towards that, I think that the questions Westworld are asking are the, what you're bringing up. I yeah. was saying that I think we're actually addressing a lot of those, um, in the other, in the other realm, where oh, yeah. we, we are, we are virtualizing, we are virtualizing real destruction in a way that is also having weird ramifications on people. And I think that, yeah. and then my only point about the the shooter stuff was that I just think that I think you're right there. Like there is something about the the act of, of shooting in a first shooter or whatever that is speaking to whatever desire for violence is like.
3: Yeah. There
1: or, or you know sometimes it's it's maybe it's not a desi- desire for violence. Maybe it's a desire for power. Maybe it's a a desire for. Um,
4: there's a really you famous know, uh E three um press or, or demo of Last of Us. You mm, ever see this? I mm-hmm. haven't though. No. It's um they're playing some some encounter where he's fighting humans and they're like in some some building and doesn't it take place in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or something. The, most usually, of it. Boston most Boston. of it. Boston. Yeah. And they're like he's like ducking and weaving, trying to avoid these raiders, and he's like taking them out one by one, and then the last guy he just comes up to and the guy is like and begging for his life and he just straight up unloads a shotgun and you just hear the entire crowd just cheer at the demo because during the press conference i don't
0: i thought that was a whole that was a big moment because everyone was just i think it was more like a i thought the reaction was shock because it was the the ai they were showing in that in that demo was like way more even deep than the game had mm. and i think it was no it was it, very much immediately after he kills the guy was cut it, to cut the
4: title card and like obviously and and it's kind of like what Dan's talking if, even about. Even if the, the 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 what is it a, a thing about power is it a thing about success, right? You
1: know? Or and even in that context, I think without having seen this, what can be taken from what you're saying, Dylan, and and also to your point, Mason about it, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think that even if they are cheering. Oh wow, the AI and it's—it's it's, no, it's this I detachment. Saying. I was saying uh, that
0: I was saying they were presenting an AI that, that felt very real in a way that we hadn't seen it, and I thought the reaction was like a gasp of like, "Fuck!" Like not like a, but maybe it was mm, a cheer. I don't. i I was, to, I'd have I was, to hear I was not saying anyone in the crowd is excited about high-level AI because that's not what they're there for. Yeah. Um. I was saying that uh, to me that moment, the the character like is like no 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 like he's like yeah. he puts his hands out or something like it's pretty fucked up. Um. But maybe I'm, I'm wrong. I don't know. But yeah, I think I think you know uh, jumping
1: on uh, turtles' heads. Uh, we've come a long way since then. Koopas, and please,
2: Koop- please. I know, I know. Um, para troopa, Come on, it's 2016, Dan.
1: Well, it's only a para Later, I don't think I don't think Mario One had paratroopers. troopers. Right? Yeah, yeah, wings. Did they? Did yeah, they didn't more? wing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, looks very expensive. Uh, yeah, know, know. production. So,
1: so I was gonna say. So we talked about the the, the some of the psychological stuff. And we can keep coming back to that, but. Um, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. Is just it's a it's a beautifully made show. I mean, mm-hmm. the art direction is phenomenal. The the set design is phenomenal. The it's costume a Django work. set um, <laughs> is it, it is
0: mm-hmm. it wow. It's a Django, It's a set from Django and the uh, <laughs> De- Django. De- the same set that was used for Deadwood. Yeah, nice. And then well, they, and they, I, and they, I love... they slightly futurized certain parts of it. So if you look around, there's like yep. little switches. And it's pretty well, cool. and I love
1: the, love love the way that they've separated from an art direction standpoint the real world quote unquote and the park so cool meaning like the 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 base that everything's built in and housed in and everything mm-hmm. and how it feels very futuristic yet very possible and mm-hmm. then you have it starkly contrasted by the park itself and i i think that's great and the title sequence is amazing i'm
4: still really confused by like the 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 logic of how the park works because and I think they're intentionally leaving that kind of, kind mm-hmm. of, uh, unknown because it's
0: from the eighties Westworld and they,
4: and they, and they open it up, they open it up a little bit more in the second episode, but yeah, like, I can't tell. Is like, all right, is this a VR simulation? Is this like a physical set that they're I entering it, into? I think it's all hundred percent physical. I think it's physical. Okay. But then if it's physical, then how are the people, how are the, the, the androids or whatever, how are they in that? Like, how are they sitting in their glass cases? But also, in the world, they, they pull them back in. I so, mean, that's the, the decommissioning the, yeah, stage yeah, at the end yeah, of the yeah, day. I'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. So, the parts where like the team, uh,
2: they'll go out into the area and like do a cleanup. Like, so I like it an adventure Disney f- World where they right. like
1: reset the animatronics tunnels on and, and and Disney all that. World kind of thing. Like, okay. and, and and it's all automatic, but you know, it's like you're going through the boat in Small World after all, or whatever. And you know, yeah. it's a bad example they because you know, there's door. no boat there, but they show them going through the door. Um,
3: into the You're space, right. they yep. open the door to well, go I think into in the
0: West second, I think the, the yes. big one is in
1: the second one where they're decommissioning that the one character that I'm not going to get into because he hasn't seen it yet. They decommission the one character and you, they show they basically show putting him in like the vault in the basement. No, that happened in the first episode. Yeah, oh, that was that in the first yeah, episode? Yeah, the okay, old guy, the, man, yeah,
4: the, That was a great scene. Yeah. where yeah. it's like, it hey, cool. Dad, how you
0: doing? It's the new guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. oh God. <laughs> oh man, that what do they, they call it? The livestock. Um just little things like that. They call yeah. it the livestock. Yeah. Like, this is... Uh, oh, oh. The, um, but but That's sticky.
4: I think the reason that's confusing to me is because how they cut it. Yeah. It's like uh-huh. them during the day and then they immediately cut to, to them, like, analyzing them. Yeah. I, so I, I think like, yeah. it's
0: purposely ambiguous, too, actually. Like, I think, I, I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. No, I, agree. I don't think it's...
4: I don't think it's supposed to be spelled
0: out yeah. to you right now. I think,
2: I think no. if they ever show, like, the tunnels or how they get, you know, from here to there, it will be some kind of, like, important yeah.
0: reveal. They do a lot
1: of temporal jump cuts. To mm-hmm. you know.
0: well, I think a lot of the show is... is is this 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 tension between the man in black and like th- that narrative? Sure. But I think also it's like revealing the inner mechanism of this theme park and, mm-hmm. yep. and and how it's gonna slowly fall apart. I really like how in the second episode they went into the park, when
4: they're on the train. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. The, I liked uh, I
1: liked the onboarding, like how they showed the onboarding of the park. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great.
4: Yeah, onboarding.
2: The um The conversational AI in there was very nice. (laughs) That was that was a little
4: messed up to me. Yeah, totally. I mean, okay, these people don't just exist within the park.
0: Yeah. 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 I think it's a weird time too. I think that what I don't know what's going on in Major, I played Fallout Four recently, but I I still think that the synthetic human AI, like what is humanity, is coming up a lot lately with it. X Machina addresses it a lot. I think that Fallout Mm -hmm. Four did it a lot. Well, Uh, this is doing it a lot.
1: So, so a few seconds ago, Alex, you said you were, you know, Mason said about them referring to them as livestock, and and you kind of shuddered and like, oh, that's icky, and it's like, (laughs) that's (laughs) icky. But, but, but that's the thing, right? Is that it's eliciting that response, and that to to what started this conversation, it it brings about that. Like, when are we going to get to this point where we stop viewing? technology as technology and start viewing technology as having some... I mean, it, and, and and then, I mean, if and we don't have to talk about this on this podcast, but one of the other things that this show brings up so much is the deeper philosophies of cognition and existence and the soul and, and religion and theology and where, you know, just this idea of what... When does technology go from being technology to being something that has a quote unquote soul unto itself? And then, therefore, how do we extrapolate ourselves and what our quote unquote souls are and how that all goes into identity and and individual um, existence within the world within our actual world? Um I think it brings up a lot and begs a lot of questions because right now, Digital assistance, artificial intelligence, and all of that still feels very distant. It feels very robotic um, and impersonal. But there is a huge, huge contingent of designers and engineers right now that are being paid a lot of money and working very hard to make it feel more like a person. Right. And we're going to get to a point where it feels like a person. Did
4: Have you read that Verge article about the woman who basically built an AI to emulate her dead Her friend. That's basically the episode a of of, of a, a Black Mirror. It
0: totally is. And 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 it, they, it's freaky because they they show the chat logs and it's 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 detached enough that you know that it's just like these automated responses, but it's also they built it out of their chat log, like it like to style it yeah. like his. So she mannerisms. had a friend. These
4: two were they were Russian expatriates and they had startups in Silicon Valley and one of them worked at a AI natural language startup. And then a friend died. He got hit by a car. Yeah, he got hit by a car. And he, uh, she wanted to, you know, memorialize his memory. And so she basically took all of their um, text messages, emails, everything like that. Except very personal ones. Mm-hmm. Left those out. and like <laughs> Giggity. Fed it into a natural language processor. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to gloss over that. I was trying to think of the most inappropriate thing I could say just now. I think I succeeded. And, Carry uh, on. And then... Yeah, and all the chat logs are are publicly available. You can read them. That's interesting.
1: You know, and what what I think is really interesting about that is that starts to get into this territory of of the real connection uh, to between personality, identity, and and computers. Um, But it's still it's still text based. What's going to happen when we start getting into realistic? Uh, GUI interfaces Not for this, also, and, I, and I think finishing point. It's bit, I, I think I was just gonna say <laughs> that I think it's it's a uh, it's a whole other level that we're going to get into very soon. And what's this.
0: crazy to me about it is that we are moving into the topic that has been like pulp sci-fi forever. Yep. Of like, like I mean, even her was addressing that issue. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but yep. like we're we're actually I think. I feel like you watch all that stuff, and you feel like, well, that's, that's a ways away, but like the other day, I was driving my car, and I was like, okay, Google, add to my calendar that, like, just super conversationally, and just, poof, it just worked, and I was like, holy fuck, like, oh, wait, we're here, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and like, you know, I just, it just blows my mind that this, this morning,
4: I went, uh, hey, Siri, play The Inner Light by The Beatles, and then I stared at my phone for a good 10 seconds, <laughs> waiting for, to process it, and then it's was like, okay, here you go, I'm like, thanks, now I'm halfway to my destination, but oh okay okay, Google works really well
1: you know it's it's along those lines they and they brought this up in westworld and i think this is a really important thing uh from the perspective of us as experienced designers or game designers or just designers in general is it, it is about that immersion and when you get taken out of that immersion you know they were like well why is it that we're Adding this code and adding these programs to make these yeah these I think drugs that act is. in a certain way. It's so that the immersion is there for the host or for the um for the guests, and you know I love that these host and guests because coming from the hospitality industry, coming from high level restaurant design management, um design and management and high level hotel design and management, um it's all about guest and host and service and, Mm -hmm. and creating that immersion that people don't feel like they can get out of. And and in your Siri example, Dylan, it's, it's, that's an example of why we're not there yet because it's that immersion is, it should be seamless, right? It should be, you ask for it and there it is. But it, it, it's interesting to me that we are, you know, Mason brings up sci-fi. Mason brings up that these are things we've been talking about, but we, we use science fiction as a catalyst For driving innovation in
0: the real world, so uh, I'm curious to see how Westworld will be a. Think of all the design considerations here to come, because like just just what Star Trek the voice computer did for what Siri is, yeah, absolutely. mm -hmm. I I think that sci-fi is like it's that touch point where like you have you now have a reference in a space that you can now build it. Yeah, and so I'm I'm curious how curious how Westworld will become a. When you look at Brave New World, An like how many things were inspired oh, well, by the world of Brave New World? And, I, and, and like,
1: I, I'm watching Westworld, and I'm like, God, Brave New World is such a good book. I need to read it again because yeah. it's
2: it's just so good. I love Brave New world. Talk about a I never read it.
1: I need to. Exactly. Thing was written in like 1922, and he it could have been written yesterday.
0: TVs, he, helicopters, like it's it's insane. It's, like it it's, feels it's, like he knew the world like that, that, it's that so That book cool. is and it's it, it, awesome.
1: <sighs> it's just so well written. Anyway, sorry. Brave New World, read it if you haven't read it.
0: <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of things that come up in Brave New World that Westworld is also, I think when you, especially when you bring up like the idea of soul and-, and, and, and well, Brave, all about soul, baby. Well, Brave New World is a, is, a, is, a, is a lot about the the religion of, of this oh, yeah. space. And I think that, I don't think that Westworld's gonna, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen it happen, but I think that the idea of tackling like what is humanity in, in the future is interesting because it was a lot easier to say what humanity was when- there was less going on around humanity or less to compete with what humanity is, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Well, and less knowledge
1: and communication of humanity's interaction with itself. Hmm. We have more of that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, what do, what Alex mm, Enver do? Globalization of Westworld, dude. Um,
3: it's it's <laughs> good, you, you know. I, I was actually gonna <laughs> go oh, in that I direction because
2: it's it's the production quality is so high, the writing is so good, and it's such a phenomenal show. And the acting, dude, that <laughs> the acting, the oh, acting, when the acting they're, is when they're just... giving the little hints of they're like fucking up, yeah, super oh my sweet. god, when the the new villain. Doesn't get to say his speech, and the the, yeah, uh, the copyright. Yeah, this <laughs> is so in the so second episode. Uh, no, no, it's no, the first episode. It's the first episode where the f- Wait, like no, the dorky dude walks out of the saloon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that in there okay. And, 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 and he shot him. And the the, the, the lore true. master, who's clearly just like a copywriter gone rogue, he's so disappointed. Like uh, that, yeah. that, that. I do was think awesome. that we
0: all probably watched that scene, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> poor
1: writer. Yeah, totally. I, no, I, that's the scene that I paused and turned to Kelly to talk about
2: this idea of yeah of like. <laughs> you know,
1: I shot him it. look what I did <laughs> yeah. yay but, but
2: anyway I, like it it's so good that I was I was captivated to the point where I wasn't watching it critically I was just soaking it in um yeah, so, I think
0: it's a good way to... I think it washes over you for sure. Uh, yeah,
2: and I've watched yeah. it uh, the last last two episodes I've watched in the morning when I'm my brain is kind of like getting started, um, and it wakes me up every time. That's a
0: heavy show to watch. A little bit. Um, <laughs> good hey, get, morning, good morning. I get morning. my entertainment when I can. i um, scalp you. I just picture you just covering your face in powdered donuts, and you're like, well,
2: it's so good. <laughs> 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 um, but so that combined with the, the upcoming Black Mirror series, like... Those two things I feel like are going to be a great source of conversation. I about. have
4: like a threshold for dystopia though. I mean Black because, Mirror is dark to the point where have a,
2: I've watched maybe half of what's out there right now. And I haven't like I've wanted to watch the rest, but I haven't actually been in a place where I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to sit down and digest the horror right. that is
0: Black Mirror. And I watch, I watch, I've seen all of the Black Mirror. So when you the, say you have a thres- threshold well, for I was, dystopia. I was going to talk Dylan. about that. Okay. I, I, well, the, I just uh, want to understand what yeah, he's saying. Yeah. So um, I can only watch one episode of Black Mirror a week at most because i think that it just makes me so upset physically about like it's it's addressing a lot of it's called black mirror do you know i know it's called black mirror uh, did, have you no. not seen it i have not seen it and oh. i
1: i only saw i saw a preview for season three watching something the other day i, yeah. I sent it to you. i think oh,
2: it's yeah. a is reference that, to our phone being black mirrors that's what it yeah. is uh, so, uh, okay. yeah
0: and i, I thought it was just like, like, a, like with, a
2: dark mirror of. Ugh.
0: Or do you, or is it that you i literally just the episode of Black Mirror where they wear the contacts and they can replay everything. That's the one that freaks oh, me. <laughs> out. Yeah. dude.
2: That
1: just ruined yeah. so me. I need to watch this show because I
0: adore dystopian fiction. Yeah. It's so one of my favorite this genres. This episode
1: but.
2: is... is like I, I can't say good enough things about it. And it, So both from like a UX, UI standpoint as well as... like you talking what? about Westworld? No, I'm talking okay. about, I'm talking about Black Mirror. Oh. So from a UX design standpoint and as far as the interfaces go and then UX as to what the fuck are we doing with this technology... That episode should be required watching. Well, for, sec-
0: I think the second episode this. should be required watching for the brand center. Or Which one is advertising? Oh, I don't think I've In seen that mods. one. Oh, is that oh. the one where everyone has yeah, limited time? American? No, it's, it's the one where i on bikes
4: and you earn points. You earn points. Okay, yeah. yeah,
0: So yeah. you're just I'm not going to watch the
4: show. Well, it's it's. Yeah, that's this what this, I wanted. This, that was this my this, question
1: the, that I wanted to ask you. Is it a threshold about type of content or amount you can watch it when you say threshold?
4: It it's it's type of content. So it's like. You know, and I enjoy. I I haven't seen all of Black Mirror, so I, I've seen the Contact Lens episode. I've seen the 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 Points episode. episode but, show. but I haven't seen the one where he like four with the pig. I haven't seen that one.
2: Um, oh, there are
0: only three episodes per season. It's it's basically they it's it's little. It's like the Twilight Zone. Okay, um, one hour. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, it's it's the way BBC does their shit. Kind of like but I'm there's sure like little off. hints yeah. of like the world Sorry. being
4: connected. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Dylan. But um, I think one of my favorite movies, and one that kind of first introduced me. To the genre is Children of Men, and I really like Children of Men. Love that movie. When I first saw it, Um, I still like it, but that's a that's a downer. But (laughs) but there's still there's a reasonable amount of hope in that movie. I agree. Between um, Michael Caine's character and the main woman in the series who they're Mm -hmm, trying to save mm -hmm, and everything mm like that. Yeah. But in Westworld, there's not a lot of hope, like because because it's contained, right? Because they talk about in the first episode, they talk about like, oh, we fixed everything about humanity. You know, we can cure any disease, blah, blah blah blah. So now we're just we're bored, which is a which is a very common theme in futuristic sure Star Trek storytelling. Um, but I feel like in in episode two kind of talks about this when they introduce more characters. But the I feel like there's two classes of people that are attracted to Westworld, like the, the actual park. It's either people who like are trying to rediscover themselves, or trying to learn more about something, or it's the people who are like borderline or actual sociopaths. Who are
1: well, trying. that's what they address in, the, in in the second episode with the 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 two guys. Yes, uh, the one the yeah, one yeah, guy yeah. I forget the actor's name. Well, it's the it's from the, the guy. is the guy
4: who's the more sociopathic guy that like really upset me. Yeah, just because of the things he does, and like I don't care how much of a simulation this is, or how much they tell you it's fake. Like that's yeah no.
1: Right. yeah because that's because and that's where when I talk about like what we were talking about with the first- person shooters that deep-seated psychological desire that this this is enabling that for those people where that's something mm-hmm. for them but what I think
4: um, what what always bothered me and obviously this is kind of like a late 90s early 2000s argument that I don't think holds much water anymore about you know how Video games creates violence in people. Sure, like that old that old yeah, chestnut. Sure. Whereas I more believe that video games surfaces the violence that's inherently in some people, mm-hmm. more Absolutely. so than I'll others. With that. And I think that's kind of what well, Westworld is ta- talking. About. So uh, you know,
1: another thing I was thinking about when I was watching Westworld last night is, uh, really kind of a famous quote from Penn Jillette, um, uh, in some of his writings and discussions about atheism. Uh, you know, one of the things that a lot of atheists are questioned about is uh, theists will question them about, well, if you don't have religion, what you know, what's to stop you from, you know, raping and killing and all that kind of stuff? Um, and it's and it's a legitimate question that I think a lot of theists they they are so they're so rooted in uh, their their approach that that is where they believe that their their ethics derive from. Um, and so when they question this, you know, Pengelette's response is I. I do rape as many people as I want to. It's zero. I don't want to rape anybody. It's not because of the, you know, his ethics are derived from a, from a sense of uh, inner ethics, uh, societal ethics, humanity, that sort of thing. Um, but there are people where that is a natural drive and inclination. And like you said, Dylan, I think that video games and and violence and whatnot, and that argument has been had for for decades um like you said i i agree with you i think that it it doesn't create um violent tendencies it but it does enable those with violent tendencies to enact reenact the that that violence
0: so is a simulation like westworld a proper way to exercise those tendencies as opposed to manifesting them in another way i mean i guess um that's a that's a I think that, well, I think that's the the question. They're just like this is the this is the question we're asking you, mm-hmm. viewer. This is and I one thing, and I haven't seen the second episode, so I need to see it. But I do, I see that question being challenged a lot, and I'm I'm interested to see what Westworld has to say about it. You know what I mean? Because I think that the point of view is always, I find it, it gets that a lot of times it's really easy to present that point, whether it's through a video game or or you know I'm trying to give another, uh, if you die in the matrix i'm trying to think i guess the matrix kind of challenges a little bit no just that whole like is this a good place to exercise those tendencies if you have, like if you have them is it your fault that you have them is it the society's fault and then how do we how do we help you how do we solve that mental health issue um so i, I hope that that doesn't get lost uh behind cyclops getting shot over and over and because that's cyclops james martin too. Oh shit, you're totally that's right. That's Cyclops. Oh yeah. yeah. That's Cyclops. Kelly, so we, sorry, sorry. That was
1: a weird segue. And what's funny about that <laughs> it, we went into this show, Kelly had no background. She thought it was just a Western.
3: And so <laughs> that's perfect. Perfect. Awesome. when he gets when he
1: gets shot the first time, she was like, God damn it, he was like the best part of the show. Meaning like from an attractive man. <laughs> yeah. A,
0: yeah. A, He's a know. cool actor.
1: Um but that but then when it popped back up, she was like, Oh, He's, oh.
4: <laughs> He's too good-looking, though, like from classic good-looking. So like the first five minutes, five, ten minutes of the first episode, such a slow burn, and Wendy and I were constantly looking back at each other. I'm like, when is this Patrick Dempsey motherfucker, like General Hospital bullshit <laughs> going to end, days. and we're going to actually get to the goddamn show? And then there's Kinda the scene it. with him and Steve Og and a bunch of them getting getting shot, and when you're just like, oh, thank God. Okay, let's, and, let's and then, go. And
1: then the show got rapey
4: uh yeah yeah huh. uh
1: and if it's interesting so i don't know if you guys followed over the summer um the rape head of programming i think
3: yeah, at HBO. hbo yeah uh
1: was asked in a press conference by journalists point blank why do so many of your storylines involve rape Mm-hmm. and he was not really I, able to give a like coherent answer <laughs> oh. yeah it wasn't that bad but um it was it was it was not it was one of these things where it's like you know that episode where sansa gets raped in in game of thrones
2: is <sighs> so
0: when they've had to come uh, out and defend it for what's that Renegu. And yeah. the and,
2: consensual yet still fucked up sex scene from Book Four or Three that's turned into a rape scene in Season Five, right? And, um, and uh, when but, when Cersei and Jamie have sex over um, oh, Joffrey's yeah, yeah, gravesite yeah, 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 yeah. is consensual that's in the book, gotcha. yeah.
1: but it's not. It's also not. It's it's not just uh, Game of Thrones. I mean, there's so, you know, there's it's, many, many, a lot of, lot of programming, and it's, a, and it's a big thing. And I, I mean, I'll tell you that that Ed Harris one at the beginning of, of the first episode that, that, that was rough, man. Yeah, that was rough. And, uh, and I think a lot of the things we're talking about, about where the ethics of this whole playground come into play. Um, it's, it's, it's disturbing. And it, it's, In a way, I think that they... I can see why if they're going to be calling attention to the ethics of this kind of scenario, you have to include stuff like that. And granted, Mm -hmm. they didn't show it. They alluded to it, um, which I appreciated for sure.
4: And it's it's still troubling, and it's still... um... I think the most troubling, like the Sansa scene in Game of Thrones, I think that was really troubling because people were making the arguments of... Because you could see a, a... obvious tonal shift with that character afterwards sure and for good reason but also like people said all right why did the character development have to come after she was raped after right four seasons of her not being raped but yeah. you know being terribly mistreated yeah how come it was and also the impl- rape
2: also implied rape yeah i think
4: yeah i didn't even pick up that
2: Sa- no 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 not talking about the the ramsey stuff i mean oh th- throughout oh. other seasons
0: oh, oh. yeah no, I know. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were saying that the Sansa scene was implied, and I'm like, did we watch the same scene? Because I'm pretty sure it was pretty not. <laughs> no,
0: employed. the Westworld was <laughs> more implied so to me.
2: I've decided to change this definition just like sympathy and empathy. We're,
0: we're <laughs> using the reverse <laughs> I now. I think I actually had a. um, To me. Oh, well, go ahead. You,
4: you're I was on. just going to say that the Westworld scene was much more implied to me. Yes. Because for Because sure, when he said, yeah, he's like, when when he raped her, I was like.
0: Oh yeah, that did happen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh that fight. Fu- See that yeah. that was probably the scene that most stuck to me in the first. Like that just made me same on. But I think in Westworld it served. The Game of Thrones one was weird to me because I felt like it was there as a, a way to move, the pl- like it was like this character needs to develop like you're exactly. saying yeah. But I felt in Westworld it was actually, there was it was exposing flaws with this virtual world and and putting it you in a head-on way of like you know what let's 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 look at this head-on and i'm i'm not saying that it should ever be appropriate but i think at least in the west world it felt more contextually uh in stride with what they were trying to build there of making you challenge reality
1: right but what i think is interesting about that is that we were still at that point where kelly didn't know the premise of the show oh my show. god <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> and so right so it's just ed wow. harris having a good time oh and you know the point of that is that's what this show is drawing up a lot of like a lot of these questions a lot of these philosophical issues it's like if you don't know this is a simulation what why like is it ethical is, totally. it, is you know what i mean and but i so- think i
0: think that's a that's a strong question to put to the, you know what I mean? Like that's, Oh, for sure. And I, I think it's brilliant. I think and, it's and, great. And he, and he had to, he had to come out cause this. people I think, were actually I think this is fantastic. challenging Westworld for that scene. And they sure. it came up again last week. Um, and they, they came out and they're like, no, this was, this was intentional. And this is, and they, they, they came hey, out and they stand look, by it.
1: Look, we live in a, we live in an era of finally recognizing the fact that, that sexual assault and rape totally. is, is, Something that needs to be addressed, and mm-hmm. we're finally starting to address it. And so, I think if the media is going to be including it in things, I think that it's fair game to to
0: look at that with a critical lens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't saying that people shouldn't, be, I just think that no, yeah, HBO defending yeah. it, I, I, I didn't, it didn't. When HBO defended the Game of Thrones stuff, I was like, this just seems like, yeah, you seem, I feel like you're just either apologizing for your writers well, making the, a mistake or.
1: The fact that I think, like, to Dylan's point about Sansa saying that. You know, oh, what? It, it, why is it that she only had this character development after this terrible thing happened? I think that I think that if we can address from a critical standpoint why this was included and what it does from a a greater philosophical uh, perspective on the, the the what this show is trying to ask, mm. I think that that is a little more defensible of putting this in there and saying, look, like th- this is actually causing us to ask questions that relate to the greater scheme of the show and therefore it, it serves a large scale thematic purpose. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, I think that it makes more sense to, for HBO to be, to be defending this than, um, than the, the, the Game of Thrones stuff.
4: Well, also since Game
0: of Thrones is so gratuitous with its sex, I think yes. that also went into the equation. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think that Westworld walks that line. Interestingly too. Cause I don't think that I haven't seen the episode, but the first episode, there's a lot of like sexual, they like hint to a lot of sex happening, and they it's show a lot, a lot, lot more sex in the second. Yeah, a lot of yeah. sex. All right, never mind. All right, I oh, was like, yes. oh, HBO is kind of no. Nope. Okay, never mind. No, nope. <laughs> have you seen that that ad? It's uh, where she's like super stoked, and yeah. she's like running around. And she's like, I got, it, and she's, It's like, not porn. It's HBO.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's yes. like
0: telling her parents to watch the scene. How old is that? It uh, came a couple out. years ago. Uh, yeah. Was it an actual HBO spot? Yeah. No, I think it was um, an Onion
2: spot. Uh, yeah, my my ad- advertising. No, the really actual great. HBO spot was the one where
0: the kids <laughs> watch it with the parents, <laughs> right? And there's some, I thought that was great because th- th- such a great millennial yeah. to get their own. Yeah. yeah, man. So many times I would sit on the couch and I'd be watching a movie and then the sex scene comes on and you're sitting next to your parents. You're just like, yep.
1: uh. well, I love the one where they're watching girls and the mom <laughs> is like, you know, it's okay if you're a lesbian. Yes. I'm just saying, it's it okay. so good. I'm I pretty sure, sure my, so my mom
2: has had that conversation with my sister to my sister's horror. And my sister <laughs> said that her, she was way, like it took her a lot longer to become comfortable watching like sex scenes with the family around and she said her strategy was she would just stare at her watch the entire
0: time (laughs) oh the worst thing is that so whenever anything like even like a kissing scene would come on my dad would just make kissy noises and i'm like stop it stop it oh i'm
3: like fuck dude (laughs) i saw
0: i saw gone girl with my mom and i was like that's brutal i
2: haven't seen gone girl i saw i can can guess
4: based on the way you're
0: talking about it yeah (laughs) have you seen bowfinger no, okay. I mean, <laughs> the, the, with like Eddie Murphy and, and um, oh, um Steve, Steve, Martin. Steve Martin. I've seen yeah. BoJack Horseman. I said. rented that with my grandfather, and we watched it. And, like, <laughs> it's not a lot of lewd stuff, but there's a couple of scenes, and my grandpa's just sitting on the floor, is like, "Well, sorry."
4: Another thing I watched on HBO. I was like nine. I watched uh, the Steve Jobs movie.
2: <laughs> oh, which one?
4: The the Michael, Michael Fassbender one. Oh, what do you the think? one. What was it? It's all right.
1: Have you seen the one? The um, I've seen the Ashton, the, Kutcher. The Ashton Kutcher one. Yeah. And I've Have you the, seen the Noah Wiley one?
0: Is that the one? Pirates, is that the Pirates, Pirates of Silicon the Valley? Valley? No. <laughs> Where there's a uh, Steve Ballmer character? Oh, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> awesome.
4: But I've read the biography like twice. Yeah. And so I know pretty much all of the plot points. Yeah. And, and in that movie, they recontextualize them in a lot of interesting ways. But in a lot of other ways, they kind of force it. Because do you know the, the, the premise of the movie? It's three major press conferences. Yeah. it's The ah, entire movie okay. is three acts. It takes place during the Macintosh announcement the next cube announcement and the 1999 iMac announcement ah okay no and i sure. didn't i i didn't know that was. The and it was cool because it's allowed to like the you know focus on that but also like bring in all this drama from steve jobs's life but there's some parts that are really forced like the the macintosh announcement there's a part where he's talking to john scully who's played by uh what's his name he's a really big aaron sorkin guy. He's in he's in the Martian. He's the main NASA dude in Martian who's at NASA.
0: Um, oh, it's um it's uh Jeff Daniels. Jeff yeah. Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Newsroom. Yep.
4: Not really like, a little big for John Scully, but he um
0: Jeff Daniels is a saint. Love, All right. I, I love, love Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. I'm
4: not, hey, I'm not speaking ill of Jeff Daniels. Just the casting decision. Yeah. The uh listen, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Big Newsroom fans in here. I get it. Uh but there's a part where John Scully it's like the second line of dialogue he has with Steve Jobs and he just goes so tell me about being an orphan not to that point but he's like <laughs> R- come on guys Like <laughs> you can write better than that like <laughs> Jesus Christ and there's so much of his life that they have to fit and they do some quick cuts to like them in the garage them at a board meeting yeah. but it's mostly at the, the announcement and they do a lot of Steve Jobs not wearing shoes and going to callig- calligraphy class <laughs> no there's literally a part where he's talking to Joanna Hoffman who's played by Kate Winslet and he's in the men's bathroom and he's doing the thing where he takes his shoes off and washes his feet in the toilet because that was a big part. But I'm pretty sure he didn't do that at that stage in his life. Wait, that was like wait, when he worked whoa, for a Atari. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So
2: I haven't read anything about. I, I know very I little about his biography. Right here. You should read Steve. I Ross. have so many books to read right now. That's It's really good. I, eventually. At some point in my life. Well, what is this about toilets and washing feet? So he was
4: a really big hippie. Yep. Do and that. he um wouldn't bathe because, I don't know, blocked his chakras or whatever. There's, he gives a reason for it. Um. But, so what he does is that when he worked at Atari, and he was like one of the first 50 employees at Atari, yeah. he would bathe his feet in the toilet. The hmm. bowl or the tank? The no, oh. yeah.
0: and In the toilet the bowl. The fact that you thought to ask that question. In the, the, the urinal? Is one. that what you meant? Because <laughs> I would have never thought. Because
3: <laughs> one it? source of water is a lot cleaner than the other. <laughs> no, I get it. Oh, I just totally. Hey, I, man.
4: But one is much closer to you, the ground than the other. It, yeah. You know, if you're going to go to the effort, you might as well go all the way. <laughs> yeah. But but he had to be forced to the night shift at Atari because Nolan Bushnell was like, dude, you smell like no one yeah, wants to work. Yeah, and they with address you.
1: that in the Ashton Kutcher one. Yes, they they show they show <laughs> him. which I liked, which yeah. I liked him being at
4: Atari, and it's like, oh, it's the '70s, you know, Nolan's doing blow, whatever. I thought Ashton
1: Kutcher was a phenomenal. Uh, I think he was. The, I mean, that's I think Steve Jobs. That, that movie was the best underserved his his the, role. Yeah, the only <laughs> thing about that movie is I think it went a little overly <laughs> critical of his, his character because for as.
4: Oh, then you should watch the Michael Fassbender one because
1: oh, I've heard that. Uh, so interesting because I've heard that the Michael Fassbender one was more balanced, but I, I that's interesting. Well, I mean, say
4: that. obviously this is from the from the Apple Camp, <coughs> but, but they talk about how much like <coughs> makes portrays him as just like a total asshole. So what they do is they yeah. put they bring his daughter Lisa sure. way more into the forefront, which I mean, obviously it's fictionalized. Um, you read
0: the book? Yeah, you read the book? No,
4: no. Okay, but so he has he has a daughter who for a long time he didn't want to admit was his. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, and that's and that's a big part of it. But she's at every press conference, so it's like her as a three year old, hers as an eight year old, hers, you know, as they, a teenager. Showtime
0: has they passed. do
1: that. They do that some in uh, the Ashton Kutcher one too.
4: Right, but no, she is like basically the secondary character in this. Yeah, okay. Um, she has she has more screen time than Wozniak is. Huh. So, interesting. But um, I felt it felt weird having that kind of really pushing in there because like.
0: Who played Was? Seth Rogen played Was. Seth
4: Rogen played Was. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. I heard. He, I heard he did a good job. I
0: like the guy that played Was in the uh, Ashton Kutcher movie too. I did too. The guy yeah. that plays the snowman mm-hmm. is that him? No, it was uh, Jonah Michael
1: Keaton. Jonah Good. Or, uh, G- I thought G- it was the
0: guy from the Book of Mormon. Yeah, the guy from Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, the, yeah. Voice of the is snowman. Is he also in Fanboys? In Frozen? Oh, okay. I didn't know. Uh, of Olaf. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, that's a very recognizable voice. Yeah, um, but it was all right. But you so you the movie that's Gad. him. Good, nice. The movie portrayed him in a negative light.
1: Was or,
0: no, or jobs. jobs?
4: Um, I think it it, it keyed in more into because in the, in the Ashton Kutcher one, it's just kind of Ashton Kutcher freaking out at everything, right? But in this, it's like him just high tension all the time. So like before the the Macintosh announcement, the Macintosh is supposed to have the speech thing. where are supposed to say hello, I'm the Macintosh, but it's not working, and he is fucking railing into Andy Hertzfeld, who is on the Mac team, to fix it, and he is literally like. He's like, is it gonna work? He's like, well, there's a twenty percent chance of working. He was like, that's like you telling me there's five guns and a six chamber gun, or there's five bullets in a six chamber gun. You're gonna spin it and play Russian roulette. What's it gonna be? And he's just like dead eyeing this character, and it's like, holy crap! <laughs> it's much more of the cold calculating, like, yeah, mm. I'm not going to beat you to death. I'm going to wait till you go to sleep tonight, and I'm gonna slit your throat.
3: Oh,
0: I, I mean, I, well, and the thing is that I just, I feel like after reading the, after reading his biography and then watching the Ashton Kutcher movie and, and, and seeing the, like, you know, you seen the, the press yeah. conference where he snaps out, he's like yells at everyone for using their phones. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, um, and he's like, just put your phone away. Just put your phones away. And you're <laughs> like, like he hasn't like, I just think that I don't, I don't know if I think that Steve job was a very nice guy.
4: <laughs> no, I don't think he was And then the, I'm not saying they, they totally don't give him any credence. Like there's a really touching scene with him and, uh, and, and his daughter, Lisa, that's mm-hmm. really good. Like he put, he like purposely postpones the iMac announcement because he like goes to the roof of the parking garage to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And he just has this kind of silly conversation. He's like, So I hear you're ready for the Crimson because she's going to Harvard. And she's like, Yeah. Like, I would really like to read one of your articles. Like, okay. No, <laughs> I want to read one right now. So I'm not leaving until you get me one. So it's like still that Steve Jobsian kind of persona, but it's like being funneled towards good. It was alright. It just it didn't give me anything new in Steve Jobs, but having yeah, you read the biography.
1: That was one of the main reasons I haven't seen it yet. I'm interested in seeing it, uh, but being someone who's followed the cult of Apple for a long time, um, I, I felt like I wasn't going to get much new out of it, which is the only reason I didn't see it in theaters, um, but I am going to see it at some point. Walt
4: Mossberg had a really good review of it, and uh-huh. he, he knew Jobs for a long time. Yeah. Um, he, he was like the only person that got him to do a press con- or not press conference, but like come to the All Things D conference yeah. and talk on stage. And he said that, this movie is like Citizen Kane, where Citizen Kane is a portrayal of an actual person, but like fictionalized, where they change the names and everything, but it's actually based off of an actual politician. But the problem with Steve Jobs, it's still like that, but they kept all the names the same.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They changed all the names. If, would... they, if they told the same like story yeah. through that lens. But with a fictionalized person, it That's would make more sense, because this yeah. version of Steve Jobs
4: is far too fictionalized for it to be a biopic. Yeah. Hmm.
3: hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: Well, like, where's, where's the Johnny Ives documentary where he's just pulling headphone jacks out? And, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. He's got spackle. Just spackling all these phones. I was thinking about... This is unrelated, but I was looking at Kelly O'Keefe's Apple Watch the other day, and I just had this moment where I was like, I think the Apple Watch is ugly. <laughs> like, I just think it's too big. It's just this big well you can buy a smaller lump one. yeah i guess yeah there's a second no 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 not that watch face it's too high off his wrist yeah people oh. people complain about that i don't got... think i think that like with hunter like hunter's a big dude so when he wears it it looks fine but Kelly keeps a smaller man he's not small by any stretch but it, no, like, it looks it,
1: big it's yeah it's there is a
0: that's one of the reasons that i wanted it it looks like he's watch, wearing a tiny
1: ipod and not a watch most most traditional watches feel cool. but yeah mine mine i, I like mine mine fits well that's um, the samsung one right
4: yeah this is the 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 fit too did, did you hear that they're microsoft stopping the microsoft band that makes sense after a year and a
0: half jamie had one but now he's got one of, he's got the circle face version of that one yeah that's the the gear s2 that's the jamie's sweet can actually make. Want circular displays or yep. something fucking cool man that yeah. was and that's the
1: one you can actually make phone calls from without your phone and all oh, that kind whole, of stuff it's it a dial or, yep Dick it's cheney Dick, i was uh, i was seriously considering getting that Versus this, but this one was 180 dollars less, and no, has uh, the things I need yeah. out of it. I, the, yes, you can get more out of the S2; you can do more with the S2. Um, but for what I wanted it for, and for what I need, this was the way to go. I think aesthetically, um, the S2 or whatever. But that aesthetically, one is, the S2 is fantastic.
0: It looks sweet. It just, yeah, I'm like, oh, I I, like that's a smartwatch that I think. I agree. I wanted post Dick Cheney. I just, I mean, Dick Cheney, Dick Tracy, Tracy Cheney. <laughs> <Nah>.
3: uh, <laughs>
4: As a mini shotgun in it, <laughs> yeah, right. Why? That's exactly like, what I was shoot thinking. Shoot your friends.
0: I also saw Luke Cage. We can wait for Alex? Yeah, um, he'll want to talk about that. I like. Did you watch all of it? Yeah. The um, I think that might be my favorite intro sequence. Yeah, uh, out of I the like three it. Marvel ones, like it's it. really
1: cool. It's cool. Have you seen it, Dan? No, and I don't think I'm going to. Want to. Um, yeah. So I'm. You could talk spoilers. If
4: well, you want. it's. Uh, well, I'm still watching it. The well, show. Uh, I don't do that. Well, the, <laughs> the, the the intro sequence is really cool because it's basically it's just shots of Harlem. Nice. It's got a really good soundtrack. Yeah. One of the reviews said this is the since Guardians of the Galaxy, this is like the best Marvel thing that has used its
0: soundtrack well. As a, it's a yeah, it's I think Guardians of the Galaxy made a soundtrack character. I think Luke Cage is the same thing.
4: But it's shots of Harlem, and then it's like shadows from like very famous. It's you know it's got Malcolm X Boulevard and everything, but yeah. it's like reflected on Michael Coulter's body, and it's just him like swinging a punch, but very slowly, and then it's him breaking a brick wall. It's That's like cool. really
1: cool. So similar aesthetic to the Daredevil
4: yes. opening, but but more well done. Yes. Cool. I like it. I didn't like the Jessica Jones intro. I didn't I haven't watched Jessica Jones very.
0: Either. I like the first eight episodes of Jessica Jones. I think it ran t- I think it I think got long. And I really, really, really like the villain Jessica Jones. He's fucked up. The guy the Doctor Who guy? Yes. Dave, Dave Tennant? David Tennant. Oh my god. I, he's so cool. He'll always be the Harry Potter bag I think, guy.
4: The main main villain in Luke Cage is the weakest main villain. I heard a three. lot
0: of people argue that and I'm I'm only like I said a few episodes in, but I I thought he was pretty People are saying, okay, so I was talking to somebody yesterday where they were saying he was too sympathetic. All right, which one? I don't know. Cuz there's like several villains. Maybe Cottonmouth?
4: Oh. I like No, Cottonmouth
0: I liked. And oh, is co- there a higher level villain? Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm dude, okay. I'm not I'm two episodes in. I need to start watching it again. I liked it. I I I'm, I'm i not, I don't I think uh I really, 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 really like the guy that plays Luke Cage, though. Michael oh, yeah, yeah, very talented. I think mean, he's cool. Um, well, uh, you should watch. You should at least watch watch the first episode.
1: I'll, I'll give it a try. It's it's a time thing right now. I'm I'm pretty strapped for time, but
4: yeah,
0: yeah. You can sit and pause Westworld and have these huge psychological discussions, but you can't watch the. <laughs> just yeah, except except
1: that's I'm directly relevant to this to the work I'm doing. That's taking up all of my
0: time. Luke Cage <laughs> is relevant. You need to it do is, your...
4: is yeah pretty relevant
0: yeah no actually yeah yeah i wasn't joking mean, yeah i wasn't joking um well uh and i love that there's a barbershop into it in it so i'm like hey i can relate to this
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that what your dad's barbershop is like
4: kind of yeah <laughs> yeah okay it's just a bunch of new, guys shooting around for i mean it's not a barbershop it's a hair salon but yeah it's is your dad a barber he's a Does hairstylist he know a guy named Shades? <laughs> no stupidest named character. He knows a guy.
0: And no, you complain about Marvel's character names? Yes. Okay. All right. There's Star-Lord. Um Yeah, but he plays into that. Oh, speaking of really stupid good. names. Are we Mason about Brown. Yeah, <laughs> what? Wow. What you're not, ass. You're not wrong. The um X-Men Apocalypse oh, is God. full of stupid superheroes with stupid names yep. that are poorly done. <laughs> Go down the list. Such a badly made movie. Poorly um, made movie. Who's psylocke I don't like that name. Uh, she's such a great written character in the books, and it's just it's just dumb. Oh, speaking of uh, Sansa's character development, she has none <laughs> in X Men Apocalypse. Nope. Is the flattest. She's Jean Grey, right? Yeah. And no, she's also the Phoenix. They go through that whole plot yeah, line. The and, whole et- wait, You're shitting me. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She becomes <laughs> well, the Phoenix at the end. Plot line. It's more like plot dots. There's like three <laughs> of
4: them, and it's like you have to connect this. them yourself. She's this. She's this. And then that's that. <laughs> plot dots. And
0: she's wearing these shirts. Because it's in the '80s, late '80s or yeah. '90s, I guess. A bunch of vintage shirts. No, big shoulder pads, and like she's already like a pretty like she's she's beautiful, but like she's just a, she's a broad girl. She, she is broad. a broad. She is a broad. <laughs> she, she is broad. Um, <laughs> but the shoulder pads just make her head. And just she always looks like she's really tense in this thing, and it like <laughs> freaks me out. I'm like, oh, jean Gray's gonna snap. <laughs> and then she does, and it's not. There's no payoff. Michael Fassbender is still like my favorite. Oh, I mean, he's, he's so a fucking. Oh cool.
2: yeah, he's First guy. Class. Like the scene in the Argentinian bar. Uh, yeah. It, oh my god. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. One of the best he scenes in all of There's a phenomenal, a phenomenal yeah. comic book film. And
0: one thing about. I was bummed about First Class is that one of the coolest set pieces in that film they spoiled in the trailer with him doing the taking the nuclear sub. Oh yeah. Yeah. because like, that was that was the big that was the big sequence in that movie. Yeah. But yeah, Fassbender was the only redeeming quality for me
1: of Apocalypse.
0: Hmm. Um, also, can we talk about how Professor X loses his hair, but doesn't lose his eyebrows? It like, really bothered what, what's me. The, what's the cause of losing his hair
4: in this one? Oh, I, well, obviously he doesn't have alopecia, because otherwise he would lose his no, eyebrows. So,
0: an Apocalypse is trying to transfer his oh, right. consciousness to James McAvoy, because Apocalypse is bald. I guess in the transfer, you lose your hair. But to me, it made no sense because... Martha! What, Martha! What, what soul transfer process removes the hair on top of your head, but not the remaining hair? Like Well, he, well Isaac, because <laughs> Oscar X-Men. Isaac wasn't bald. I mean, he had eyebrows. I mean, he wasn't fully shaven. The Apocalypse costume is garbage. I showed Enough. you the other one, God. the one they rejected. That was cool. I thought that one's way cooler. And I will say, that also, why as much as as I Oscar feel, Isaac in that role? As much
1: and as I didn't him... feel Apocalypse was a good film, it's still far surpassed Suicide.
0: I'm Squad. excited to watch Suicide Squad now. Yes, because I, we now know exactly we, we going need, going need to, to watch, watch We have terrible movie night. We, we need to watch, it, watch it together. Yeah. And, and, like to and a lot of the
1: same reasons that I had problems with Apocalypse, I had similar. They're very similar films. Only Apocalypse
4: is better. What's the most redeeming part of Suicide Squad? Is it Margot Robbie? Uh, I heard so Will Smith's Smith pretty good. Will Smith, yeah, I heard the will two Smith of them. is
1: good. Margot Robbie is better than I expected. Um, and the performances, I will I will say coming out of it that the performances did a lot with a little. Most most of them did a lot with a little. Two of them did a lot
0: I heard with people a did not like the Joker. Oh no, I, I've heard I will not, say. Literally nothing no, good about no, the Joker. No, but
1: you know what I will say about the Joker? Thinking, I, I, and if you'll recall before I went to see that film,
0: would you say he's 30 seconds from Mars? Hated,
1: <laughs> I hated the look that they were taking with him. I hated the direction they were going. I hated all the preview clips of him. Um, but the movie was so poorly edited, poorly paced, poorly written, poorly shot, just poorly made that the few brief moments of his craziness that they brought in actually was like a breath it. of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated it from that regard. I don't like his portrayal of that character. I think it's the worst portrayal. Uh, hold on, I'm watching. In him, I'm watching the, okay, in cinema, I'm watching I the Batman right
2: in. now, and we've got the like Juggalo version of Joker. So this is right. You know, kind of on par with no that. In,
1: in live live action. Yeah, uh, portrayal. Oh yeah, I hate and it's the not Batman your, like, Yeah, Joker. it's
0: not good. <laughs> the name of the Ben Affleck Batman is the Batman. Yeah the the bitman. Yes, I'm, I'm, but, I I dig that. But is Batman in yeah. Suicide Squad. Yes,
4: yeah, he has a short.
3: Very,
1: it's in a flashback.
2: Um, I hear he has a scene mm. with um, Deadshot. Not, not Deadshot.
0: Um. Uh, what's what's Will Smith's character's name again? Dead Dead Deadshot, Shot, Deadshot, Deadshot. Yeah, yeah. I always get Deadshot and um Deathstroke. Deathstroke confused because yeah. they're essentially yeah, the same Deadshot, character. Deathstroke, Deadpool. Deadpool. Um, I watched a hilarious video where one Dead of the writers
2: uh, is trying to like distinguish Deadpool from well, uh, I think uh, Deathstroke. I and, mean, and wh- it's, wh- it's dumb. It's they're the same character.
4: What's what's the what's the Deathstroke. Is Deathstroke now Slade? Because he was Slade in Teen Titans, well, so Slade, he... yeah. Death, I mean, Slade Slade Wilson no, I'm saying, is always if, Deathstroke, but like he's going by the name Deathstroke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, if they just rename him Slade, it would make it much more easy to I,
2: yeah. keep track oh, of. I mean, like Fair. even like from like a I think the only i have ever of, like, the animated abilities series
0: and costuming, they're yes. like the same character. Yeah,
2: yeah. um One thing I have been watching, which I'm still really enjoying, is season two of The Flash. It's Tim loves. The it's Flash. so good. It's. So here's how I feel about that show. It's it's literally Saturday morning cartoon garbage in TV form. Probably because it's the CW. But the story, the story, the story is actually surprisingly well written. Um, it took them a solid full season of Arrow to get there, um, but they find a way to squeeze every like the season ending emotional moment out of an episode of The Flash. There's always some kind of like big emotional linchpin like. You know, your mother who died and actually just ran away showed up like, oh, God, my heart is breaking. What's the name of the
0: anti-flash? Reverse flash.
3: (laughs) I I (laughs) I I love that character I had my reverse flash socks
0: on yesterday.
2: I don't know if you noticed it for him. I didn't. I I saw them. I I thought they were like Pikachu socks. Yeah, no, that that yellow is reverse flash. But the episode I just watched... also reverse flash kid flash also every single romantic relationship in that show is it's it's like don't watch this show if you're like trying to date because every single one of them is like fancy storybook like oh thanks cw for setting unrealistic standards for for dating in 2016 um but i did just watch an episode with a gigantic shark man made out of fairly convincing cgi and it was. It made me so happy to see yeah. this like 20 foot shark man well, fighting the Flash.
0: That show is shot in a way, and I only watch King it shark. When, I, when I come home and Tim's watching it. But I'll sit down and watch it. I think it looks way better than it should because it, I think it knows what it wants to be. Like the color, it's a very colorful show. It's mm-hmm. a very poppy. It's not the the Netflix dark gritty. It's not the DC movie. Nope. And I think it actually works in its favor because I think effects in that space can look big and loud but it works better and i think it makes it look it doesn't look cheap totally whereas x-men apocalypse's cg looks cheap It's so bad it's so bad I,
4: i've Ugh. never seen a single episode of agents of shield but now that like, ghost rider's gonna be in it i really see I, it. I watched a clip of ghost rider fighting someone and
0: the actor that plays ghost rider just looks like, like he's a little twerpy He's, 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 he looks kind of like a little punk. He's actually skinny, but he's, he's
2: supposed that to be a punk. of Ghost, Ghost Rider is supposed to be a twerpy little kid.
4: Robbie Ray's? Yeah. Is his
2: name?
0: Not Nicolas Cage? Not Nicolas no, Cage. This Johnny. is not, not a motorcycle Ghost Rider. I got something I got to say. This is Ghost little. Rider's fucking lame. Like, no. <laughs> he's fucking lame. lame. No, he's wait. It's uh, a It's oh a heavy God. metal so
2: he, motorcycle dude with a flaming skull head. That You guys keep
1: saying Ghost Rider. You're saying Ghost Rider, but it sounds like you're saying Ghost Rider. Which was a show when I was a kid. I don't know if ghost you guys remember
2: Rider. that. And no, it was no, like ghost this Rider. little dot
1: that
0: would fly well, around. Is that was the serials in the fifties. No, no, Ghost Rider was like a ghost and he'd fly hey, around. I'm
2: getting my Dana's old jab in here. Come on. You I know, like Ghost Rider? I would <laughs> watch
0: Wishbone ten times over. <laughs> ghost Rider, <Love> Wishbone.
4: <laughs> I'm ex- so I'm more excited for the Punisher TV show, dude. I, they're
0: yeah, shooting the, now. Like the, so the problem is that like there's all these characters in the Marvel universe that I think do what Ghost Rider does way cooler. And yeah, that's fair. I mean, maybe the ties to Hell is kind of cool. That's because AB- like, ABC right. is trying he's to shoehorn a sweet that stuff chain. In. Well, I think that Luke Kane's changed stuff, or Luke Cage's chain stuff is way cooler. All right, he's a super badass. Well, I'm like, well, Punisher's kind of a badass too. He's a flaming skullhead. All right, well, whatever. Vision's got kind of a skullhead.
4: I think from the idea <laughs> cardigans that he has <laughs> fire powers, but also fire power. Um, he um, human torch is yeah, but human torch isn't in this.
0: I really liked Ghost Rider when I was 14 because he was like everything I was like yeah leather jacket jeans I and have a t-shirt, t-shirt that just <laughs> saying I just
1: picture Mason as a 14
0: year old wearing like <laughs> a leather jacket jeans
1: and just going around like no, what's like, that
0: story I did the thing where you spray axe on your arm and light it on fire you were that kid yeah well no I wasn't that kid I said stepbrother and this is what we did we mm-hmm. didn't have cable okay so <laughs> did you, were you the the kids that did backyard wrestling Oh yeah, oh yeah, but not like not in the context of wrestling, but like high friends well, want to wrestle. We did the thing where we tried to take blankets and jump off my shed. You're roof just a damn funny. As, as, uh, I'm sheets. gonna be Ghost Rider. Oh, oh, good. So, but Ghost Rider was really cool to me the way that I thought wallet chains were really cool, but I was never cool <laughs> J-Co enough J-Co to jeans. own one. Look, oh. I
4: understand the stupid aesthetic that Ghost Rider has, but I do like the kind of I'm. Evil, but am I like the penitence kind of thing? Where Dude, just, I'm sure yeah. if I
0: read a good Ghost Rider comic, I'd immediately heel turn. I just mean, like, yeah. aesthetically, I'm just like, I'm not into Ghost Rider. I have a t shirt that just says heavy metal on it, it has a, a skull with a
2: scythe. Listen, this, I, I this know this plays my brain I
0: understand that I'm playing to the audience, <laughs> probably the minority here on, on Ghost Rider. No, I, remember. <laughs> I,
2: I, th- I think them, including Ghost Rider, I think I've said this before, is incredibly stupid because it doesn't. Fit with anything you have done on the show so far, it's clearly just them wanting to me to it with what Netflix is doing with the darker Marvel nice stuff. It, it, I don't, know, I don't like that show. I think it's poorly written, and I think this
0: is um, weird. you know A you do with the shift. sinking ship, put uh, more <laughs> weight on top of it. That always works for. Mm-hmm. for I think media. we're starting
1: to get to peak saturation of Marvel. I think that Marvel's going to start having some problems. I think oh, Disney totally. is doing some good stuff with it, but I think. I think I think, well, the, I, think I think the World is so think, hit hard.
2: Right, right, exactly. I have, I exactly. Have, if I have
0: superhero fatigue, yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, I, I th- I'm very curious to see what they do after the currently announced Avengers stuff because oh, I, I think they I
0: don't even like. I can't even get excited about Infinity War. No.
2: I mean, yeah, that is going to be critical mass. But can you get excited about Guardians of the Galaxy too? Yes. Okay, excited. So I'm there's ex- still something. Doctor Strange. I'm excited for Doctor Strange. I'm excited, I'm excited for, Doctor for Doctor Strange. Strange. I'm excited for Captain Marvel.
1: Mm. I'm excited for Doctor Strange, not because Spider-Man. I have any connection mm. to the character, but just because the previews make it look oh. like it's a well-made movie. Yes. I'm yeah. actually
0: really excited for Ragnarok, though, oh, because everyone's my God. saying it's a Hulk Thor buddy cop movie, and I'm like, yep, yeah, that's what I'm I want all about that. I, the Thor. I like. So that. here's why I like
2: that Marvel I like the does, first is Thor, that the they keep taking these superhero movies, and now they're making them completely different. Like, well, okay, Captain America did it. They made a totally. political
0: intrigue movie, and then they made a
2: they made a heist movie with Ant Man. Spider Man mm-hmm. is going to be a John Hughes movie. Um, I will say I love Ant Man. I love Ant Man. Ant Man is really good. Um, I love Captain Marvel, Marvel is going to be a Dan feminist Man. space odyssey. Um, well, the Black the Panther is going to be um, political African thriller. Whatever.
0: I oh, actually, well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for Black Panther. I think Black. Panther's I like the actor plays Black Panther. I don't like the Black Panther ship. I think the. Have you seen the design of it? No. I may have owned the Lego set, and I think it's stupid. I just think it's stupid that he has a jet. Why does Black Panther need a jet? They have.
4: um... Okay, we get you. Jealous? He has a jet.
0: That's um, okay, true. Like, uh, I measure up myself too. They, the they have. Panther? They
4: have the Lego Batman movie Lego sets out now, and they redesigned all oh, the dope. villains, that's and they look, look way cooler. Oh, I really like so this good. version of Mister Freeze. I'm super excited. I for can't it. wait. I. This be the only good best
0: Batman movie <laughs> to come out in a long time. Yeah, best Batman movie <laughs> since Dark Knight. I'm Lego Batman. Uh, really? I thought that I Jimmy Kimmel Will was yeah. really yeah, funny. Will Arden yeah, Willard shows up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I. I've said something like that before. I'm really excited for Ben Affleck as Batman, and I'm yep. excited for once, his Batman. Once they give him something good to do with it, the, I um, hope so. They release some behind. Who's directing the scenes it? Is sizzle. he
2: directing it?
4: Yeah, he's yeah. directing and writing it.
2: I like Ben Affleck I'm, movies, dude. Same. Argo.
0: Love Argo. I'm just curious how. daredevil (laughs) daredevil he didn't direct daredevil no no no.
4: it's funny watching wait if uh, there's gonna have you you seen gilie what is that okay so here's one of the worst movies ever made i was gonna say if you
1: think daredevil is bad
4: yeah i (laughs) i own a copy of daredevil gilie makes daredevil look (laughs) great oh man i like watching daredevil now and saying hey look it's it's uh jeffre garner it's, it's batman no it's batman playing daredevil and it's in it's happy hogan playing uh foggy nelson no this makes any fucking sense
2: jeffre garner who has i think intelligently retired because she did enough i also
4: love branching from that because colin farrell's in that movie i love how colin farrell waited for the american harry potter movie to show up so he could play an american role instead of just maintaining his regular irish accent and being in regular harry that's potter that's smart
0: what is that out yet no, it's out like in out in November. November. I'm really excited okay, for that. I'm super, I'm excited, super for that. excited for that. I, um, but I think it's also... It's a, I think that Harry... Harry I think Potter. what's cool about it is that there Harry was a Potter. big valley between the last Harry Potter movie and this, and I think Marvel needs to look at that maybe and see yeah. if it's that successful. It maybe Maybe we... Yeah. We we pump the brakes or they keep funneling TV out for a while or you know It's like
1: when you do a whole bunch of meth for a weekend and then you're like,
2: Man, See, my I tolerate. Well, so I'm high just now. gonna compare I'm just it to kidding. the Assassin's Creed but series, <laughs> but okay, that's fair too. <laughs> Disney
0: Disney has nothing to worry about because now they have Star Wars movies for the next fucking decade yeah, right. and we'll all yeah. get sick of Star Wars movies and, and then unlimited money. Back. Yeah. Yeah. The um <laughs> did they think that Disney's gonna buy Netflix? And they, they were oh. thinking about oh. buying oh. Netflix. Twitter. Someone's buying Netflix. Like Netflix is is going to get bought well, as a parent. Twitter's up on the auction block and
4: yep. people were saying Disney was interested in I Salesforce. read an article about... Salesforce. Salesforce? Yeah, but then they said, nah. God. Well,
0: Disney, Salesforce it I've, heard Disney owned I've heard Disney linked to the Nintendo too. but. Um, the one thing with the Twitter thing is that, and I was talking about this, there's a lot of people saying that I think Twitter could go out and become a uh, a not-for-profit organization and remove the entire advertising model of it because it can just live as a communication Cause channel. It's, yeah, cause it's important. And I think that Twitter's stock is just spiraling out of control right now and like yeah there is not no one's using twitter the way they used to and it's just not growing right and i think that like that's as a media consumption tool that makes more sense because i think that when it's being driven by corporate interests it could it's all the fucking algorithm shit that everyone's talking about and like if you become a, if you remove yourself from that conversation it just becomes a channel which is i think a better way
4: the um going back to harry potter for a second when you and i Agreed that the best scene in any Harry Potter movie is the scene in Goblet of Fire, where Dumbledore freaks the fuck out <laughs> yeah. at Harry. Do you remember that scene? Yes. Where he pulls his good? name he pulls, out. It, yeah. He's like, "Harry Potter."
3: <laughs>
2: Wait, what is Harry it? Potter? What is it in the book? He like he whispers it quietly or something in the book.
3: That's, the, that's the best part about. But this. just
4: seeing this old Burst dude come to Daniel Rycliffe and shake the shit out of him because he's like I'm not going through another goddamn year of this you punk ass bitch like, get the fuck out of my school That's
2: funny.
4: Speaking I, don't of the, I haven't actually seen I haven't seen
1: the
2: Oh, yo, speaking of Harry Potter. Know, I've they're coming back. The books. To, they're coming back to the theaters. I know and I'm going to I'm
1: going to I'm going to probably watch them.
0: Yes. I think once a year Let's I go, go through where like I'm like I have like a month period where I just slowly trudge through. I still have never watched the entirety of part 2 of Deathly Hallows. You don't need to. I it's it's a every bad single movie. <laughs> It's a bad movie. The fourth the book? The, the, book, fourth, the book of Deathly Hollows. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love everything about Deathly Hollows until the fucking prologue and then the prologue just or the epilogue. 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 Fuck fan that fiction. In the book Yay. or in that the doesn't book. bother me. I don't mind. I, don't I, did. I didn't bother
2: me either. I had a friend that I thought was, it was some nice fan service. I, th-
4: I thought
0: it was some weak ass <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that book that Deathly Hollows <laughs> is is dark. Like it is fucking dark. Yeah, but yeah. that's like a callback to like how Harry Potter
4: started. It was very kid oriented yeah. no, 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 family oriented. i don't
0: mind and i think that the book ends on a really like hopeful moment like i think that it's just i could put together i think the she had to
1: future. i think she had to do an epilogue to be like guys i'm putting this to bed for real like it's, sure i if it in seven if years
0: later any ambiguity you know what i really want though is the fucking law and order procedural where it's just auras Oh, I would sweet. fucking love
3: that.
0: Decapitation, anal contusions. <laughs> um, I heard uh, The Cursed Child is not good. Boo, boo, boo. I've it's heard Sarah, that too. Sarah's been plugging away at it and she's my. She, always, she puts it down she's like, I wish this was a better book. And I'm like, no. Yeah, Wendy
4: finished it and she said, This is like someone's fan fiction that got published. Yeah, oh, it's a
0: fucking God. epilogue. Yeah. Well, it's also my, my which is, it's, it's about a, the it's play. I mean, it's a play.
1: Yeah, and you have to read.
4: Well, no, scripts, that's not. The, like... that's, not the, that's not the. That's not the complaint. The complaint is that JK Rowling didn't write the dialogue. She oh, wrote. Right, she wrote the right, plot. Right. The outline, and then someone else came in and Ooh. wrote some playwright. wrote And then Sarah did. But, like, but she what said I'm saying
1: he, is, though, like you need to read. Having read many manuscripts, be and and. I've read acted. Yeah. You have to read them differently. You just have to read them from True. a perspective so am, of like I'm not going to read it. You it's to, fine. You need, you need, to, need to read. To tell me it no, no, no. I'm, I'm not you specifically. You said I'm you saying you. Mean, saying you wait, you're you're in telling general.
0: me that in this conversation, it's not entirely about it's me. It's not about you. No, I get yeah, you. I um, got you. But you need to. You need like.
1: So, there are, I've got a bunch of plays at my house on my bookshelf that if you, like, so Picasso with the Le Pen Agile is would. a perfect example.
4: God damn
2: it.
1: Um, Picasso with the Le Pen Agile
4: is love written by I Steve love Martin. I every inch of this. I know what this and is. I know what this is. I don't actually. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, all right. Yeah, tell yeah. Me. So I'm with you. when you read that, it doesn't translate very well totally. in written, but... Because so much of comedy, so much of performance is in Spont- body language and gestures and all of that, spontaneity um, and spontaneity and and improving and riffing off of the person you're acting with. And none of that can be conveyed by reading a script. And well, so i'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm not trying to say, well, hey, that you know the 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 Harry Potter thing is great uh, and and you're all wrong. I haven't read it. I don't know. It might be terrible. but but one thing I will say is that I do think a lot of what I've read about the response to that, is people expecting another Harry Potter book, and It's right. not what yeah. it is, but
0: it was kind of um, sold as another Harry Potter book.
4: Well, she wasn't originally going to publish it, it
0: was right. just going to be like an right. East
1: London, but I think someone, right. someone saw a lot Like, Hell, someone we can make a knew
4: they a bunch of make money.' money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scholastic's and, and like, i I'm, pay pay say, 'I'm
1: curious to see how the actual stage production is received.' I heard
4: it's good, the book. I'm sure is it out good. already? Okay, yeah. I thought, I thought yeah, they had debuted. My, I, okay, I thought they debuted the same week,
1: it as good as Spider Man. Oh, yeah, I have because I've seen. As good as Spider-Man the musical? <laughs> hey man. It was written by written by The Edge, so you know the music's gotta be good. What's wrong with The Edge? The Edge is a shit guitarist. He writes mm, okay music. Who's good the music edge? in the eighties when yeah. he was with ah. four other talented people.
2: Thank you. <clears throat> or three other
4: talented the, people. I'm with um, you, Dan. I like the edge. The person during on um, my cool. gra- my graduation commencement, they had this woman who was the uh she was like VP marketing for NBA and she's just going up there and just at first she was talking I'm like all right i can kind of see you. and then she started singing and i'm like i'm totally i'm not on board with whatever's going on right now and then she just started talking out of her ass and talking like just about her just about her like just like your bad brand center presenter i'm sure it was along the same lines where it's like you probably have a lot of interesting things to say but you're not communicating them very well but the the choice bit was, I've seen Hamilton three times. This is like you should see Hamilton too, and I'm like, okay, I'll drop however hundreds of dollars to buy this ticket right. for a show that's been booked out for how many months? I, w- I was so I late to the game. G-
2: I was so late to the game on Hamilton. Like uh, when Same. I found out about it, it was already like making bajillions of dollars. I don't understand. I've listened to the soundtrack and it's good, but
4: like I guess I'd have to see it to. Yeah. To, to get the full effect. I think it's the, the the twist, the anachronistic twist on the founding fathers, and that's fair. The multiracial I think it's the twist
1: where suddenly Alexander Hamilton is a bat. <laughs> wow. That's um, how it ends, right? Isn't that, is that, is that how that plays out? Also, completely
2: unre- unrelated. I'm just going to slip this in Hamilton vampire because this attack. headline is great. Uh, CNN politics panel dev- devolves into shouting match about pussy.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, did you? No, you didn't it's hear getting, about this? It's getting out it's, of control. Yeah. The, no. Well, it was. It was the the person who formerly worked for trump said please don't say pussy and everyone else on the panel was like how can you how can don't you tell not? me not to say that i'm quoting the story of what your candidate said yeah like i'm, I'm not, not running for president he's running for putting
4: the theater back in political theater yeah anyway sorry anyway, not, this, this is not a, a podcast, podcast. All, right, all right we got 15 minutes tell me about video games oh hey wait. that's right it's the War uh, podcast about wait, video I don't,
0: games can we, i don't like musicals i just want to put I that out there right? cool. I really that's okay like that's for right. a lot of people it's not their thing yep can, we, can someone but, just explain to me why... I don't like musicals. Like, like, I okay. Tell okay, you so why. If, uh, I like musicals. I like some musicals. Hey, Alex. Hi, Mason. Now I break out singing. But I don't the came... fucking... It's a way to further the plot. Yeah. In um, an entertaining way. Okay, so it's... The the music in musicals is the same thing as the rape well, scene in the Game oh of Thrones no! Thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, no, like...
4: Wow. <laughs> do you like Book of Mormon? Hmm? Dude, I, actually, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. I will I, also say... Have you even not listened to the soundtrack?
1: I will also say that musicals are a way to take classically trained composers and make them relevant in the 20th make century. Sure so, jobs. And the reason I say yeah. that, so when I went to see the Richmond symphony last Friday, which anyone listening to this podcast needs to go see the Richmond symphony because they are incredibly awesome. Yeah. They rock. Um, and they're casual Fridays. If you're a student or five bucks, but they played a very long um, suite of uh, West side story music. And Bernstein is one of the most prolific modern composers. It. it, it the man was a genius and mm-hmm. listening to his compositions and, and granted, I, I am slightly biased because I was in that show and uh, played the lead in that yeah. show and it was a transformative experience for me. But objectively, I think we can all, we are as a society have, have agreed that, that Bernstein's music is phenomenal and it's just no, it's epically layered yeah, in pop culture. Or, I
4: think, yeah. I think you just need to find the right musical, like whether it's West Side Story sure. or Music Man, or I really like
0: Fan oh, no, like, I
2: mean,
4: of the
0: Opera no but tim loves
2: family i fucking opera. love i need to talk to tim about that i the, love family opera
0: i did like the doctor sing-along Doctor horrible, Do- oh, horrible that's that great yeah i and i guess i don't i was not taking away from oh, no. I, I know there's an insane amount of talent and yeah. there's a huge audience for it i just think it's not your thing right yeah totally i don't, I don't think I, put, I don't get fencing either and you know oh dude fencing, I still is, appreciate fencing it. is awesome it's like rowing but with swords basically
1: as someone who neither rows nor fences that's pretty much how i feel they're both in the same camp for me and wrong is always anything like i think that there's a lot about
4: like it's the other super like upper class oh don't forget about squash rich sport
1: squash uh polo have you Uh, ever been to a polo match there's a winery in western virginia you can go on sundays and watch everybody get on horses and whack around a ball and it's hilarious
4: i don't dude that's illegal in most states (laughs) i don't know if i've if i've if i've told the story here but um my uh one of our writing professors sung "Music Man" in a restaurant with Quentin Tarantino once. Wow, that's awesome! But
0: that's that's the story. Um, yeah, yeah that's hmm. a, he tells that story a lot. I think <laughs> it's a cool story. It is a cool story, but I heard it like <laughs> a lot. Oh, I heard it once. <laughs> yeah. um, the all right, right games. Video, video games. I have played nothing. Me too. I played absolutely nothing. I like,
1: have played. Oh, I was gonna I played very little because <laughs> I haven't had time. Um, the one it's thing Dylan v- v- Yeah, right. It's all Dylan. Except I did start to play. The Bioshock remaster. Um, I probably have time to play a game today. Yeah, I've spoken, I've spoken a ton about Bioshock and my affinity for that game, so I won't go too much into it. Bioshock but...
0: affinity? I don't remember that one. <laughs> it's the
1: sequel to Infinite. Uh, other than to say that the remaster is beautiful, Plays well, handles well, and I really love the golden reels. I, I love. Do you have seeing... to find them? You do have to find them. There's <gasps> yeah. them. Is that the commentary? Okay. Uh, that's the commentary, <laughs> and
4: I love it. <laughs> oh, poor me. Love it. That's um, bullshit. So well, it's bullshit that you have to find it. Yeah.
1: Um. Eh,
4: whatever. I mean, if know. it's if it's focused on that like specific area where it's like pick it up, it's like all right, we're gonna ta- tell you about the three adjacent walls or something, or like.
3: Yeah. I'm, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I like it. Um and I and I and the commentary is great just listening to them talk about the development of the game and making of the game also the museum of lost concepts is really cool. I, you go in and yeah. walk around, and they actually 3D modeled things that they had sketched up to originally oh, be in the game that they never cool. made. for the that's game. Like that. Wait, Ratchet, so like, Ratchet
0: and Clank always did that. And oh, yeah, and alternate, yeah. alternate
1: Big Daddies. There are alternate Splicers. Is, is this something you have to find in the game? No, that's and, that, and Firewatch,
4: That is, that is just thing. unlocked. That's yeah, there. But Firewatch that. is like an audio. So, like you listen to
0: it as you it's play. It's like the Valve. You guys ever play the Valve commentary? Like You can play through Portal with the, the nodes that you walk up to, and it'll give you context. I love that stuff. I like um, in the Stanley anyway, with the,
4: the, the museum. So I'm, only, like I'm
1: only in the second. I'm still in Neptune's Bounty, which is just the second level. So um, I'm, I'm not super far into it, but just that's all I've played. I,
2: I played five minutes of the second one through yep. Master. And I, I feel I might have just misheard this somewhere, but I feel like they didn't spend enough time with it because it still looks pretty much like it did when I first heard it was the
1: one that they put the least so so infinite like it was infinite already would so be the one that put infinite the really infinite they put the least into but it was so far along that by bumping it up to 1080 and 60 frames per second on console it it yes it looks better feels better it but it was already, it was already good, that way good on enough PC. Yeah. um bioshock the original bioshock is the one that they put the most effort into uh two i have i have heard they didn't put that being yeah. said i think two is two like a, I, I a great so game so i recommend um, Oh, you have played two then.
2: I've, I've played all of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, I finished two. Still is the it was a, a joke in college among my friends because I um, when two came out, I sat there for a weekend and played the entire thing. And, yeah. That's like, how
1: cool. Dead Space I love two. I, and I think, you know, well, you know what's funny is we often talk about how, well, people don't really recognize two because one was so good, but two yeah, The really conversation was good. has shifted. But I yeah. Well, no, but I went back and looked. IGN, ga- and granted, there's just one reviewer, but when it came out, IGN gave it like a 9.2.
0: Yeah. No, and I, think, just, I think imagine Games Network is the <laughs> network, <laughs> right. but I, I but think it's just an example. It was, of... it was one of those games where it, it, people liked, like, it, yeah. it did review. It very was well respected. I think people pe- didn't right latch on. I think it, it was
4: because it wasn't irrational, and a, I agree. And well, the well, fact it was also Bioshock, a me too game. Yeah, well and, well, and there were a lot of reused. Well, I think it was the fact that it had two in the title, where Bioshock was very much a like this is this is the new. This is a narrative forwarding game and it's like here's that narrative forwarding game too yeah whereas you know bioshock (laughs) i think there's a lot
0: of elements i think that the narrative leading up to bioshocks two release actually kind of fucked up because people were so upset about the multiplayer they were upset it was a different developer they were upset i think that that alone kind of shifted what the conversation would be and i think now looking back you see a lot more positivity towards two and ever since um marvis den came out i think it a lot of people that didn't play bioshock 2 went and played bioshock 2 yeah um Oh, I need to play that. That's the, it's one of uh, the only oh, things oh, that's one of the only things I haven't played oh, as long as yeah, yeah. I played
2: the first half of that DLC yeah. for Infinite.
3: I
4: like
0: gone home. I bought so. the Infinite
2: DLC. I still haven't oh, played
4: man. it. Oh, I Burial need
1: LC, to play Sea 1 and 2 are fantastic.
2: Burial I forgot that's what I'm thinking I, bought about. It.
0: I haven't played which Marvel is upsetting. Or
2: part
1: two of Burial at
2: Sea.
0: All right, Dylan, what'd you play? Uh,
4: I played I finished Super Mario Brothers 3D World. Dope. Uh, nice. Super Mario, Super Mario 3D World. What'd you think?
1: Did you do all the like the like special
4: did you get all the stars and do all Yeah, I
1: haven't done that either, Um,
4: yeah, so so the weird part about this is they don't it doesn't follow the regular world numbering scheme. So it's one through six, and then world castle, and yeah. then world Bowser face. Yeah. Uh, and the last world is really cool because like a big carnival. Yep. I liked that one a lot. Yeah. But they have like a carnival motif going through the entire game. Cause For all, sure. All the mini bosses you fight yep. are in carnivals. Um, where it's really cool because you stand on this platform, this like little, I forget the word, it's, it's a little carriage that like takes you down this slope to the boss platform whenever you fight the mini bosses and i found something out that you have kind of this um you have this duck jump jump where if you duck down and then hit a you kind of you you pull vault forward Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. if you do it while the thing is ratcheting down the slope it conserves the momentum so luigi will just fly off the platform <laughs> Yay, physics <It's> so great <laughs> That's awesome. um
1: but yeah the- i liked the level design in that game
4: i did too that um, oh, was good. I was hoping they were going to do the thing they did in 3D Land, where there was going to be a second set of eight worlds, but they didn't,
0: because uh, um, I really like that. 3D Land is one of those games that like it ended and then it ended and then it ended. Like it just like it kept making more game appear. Captain Toad does that. The second episode of
4: Westworld does that because it constantly does a fade to black. It's like, all right, we're done, and then yep. it comes back with another scene. It's like, oh, we're not done.
0: Yep. Ooh.
4: Um Ooh. The okay. the uh, but yeah, I like I liked it fine. Mario games. This is how Mario games work. The second to last level in the entire game in World Eight is always the hardest level. Mm-hmm. And then the Bowser Castle yep. is a cakewalk. Yep. And it's three like, is a great example of that. Because uh, seven yes. is, seven is oh my god. Oh, and even then, the parts where the hands come out and they yeah, grab you in, yeah. in World Eight, I hate that. But yeah, it's fun. And so when you beat the game, it takes you back to the first world and all the Pixie Sprites characters, whoever that you saved, they're like floating around this big block. And then you walk up, you press A, and the block turns into a rocket ship. And then you jump in the rocket ship, and it takes you to the Star World. And I'm like, "Oh man, are the worlds gonna be called like Tubular?" Yeah, and awesome to and <laughs> and get but, up. And it's yeah. like, "Wowzers, Wacky World!" I'm like, "God, fucking damn it." But
1: man, I love, I love Rainbow Road. Oh, uh, or, or, was it Star Road or Rainbow Road? No, star- Rainbow, Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road is the one with the cool names. In, in in Star Road. Yeah, Star Road. Star Road didn't have the cool names though. Rainbow Road was the one that had the cool names. No, it was, in, it was
4: called Star road and i have no context for this conversation super mario it's world same.
1: yes super mario
4: world the the special levels Yeah, uh, but there's no uh, there's the star star and but yeah, the ones right. with the that's cool right. names
1: was rainbow road because the star road
4: that still seems to make like, like a rom hack to me like i, I never got there <laughs> oh
1: god they're so hard but they're so fun
4: you got plugged the control into port two and then you, you funnel all the data in <laughs> that's what? <you right>. <laughs> what is this uh, uh never mind metal gear solid game
0: yep. yeah yeah I, yeah I
4: haven't touched that um, obviously it has a lot of super mario galaxy influence on it because you see the little lumas that are floating around in that in that world um, i like the lumas because they're like fat stars i am i was this close to buying super mario galaxy 2 on great on wii u because i never finished that game i was like ah. and i almost bought super mario 64 and i was like for what for wii u i did because oh. 10 bucks on virtual console
0: super mario 64 is a fun game and then, and but the mana Castle. controls like
1: shit now in comparison.
3: Yeah. Oh god. Mm-hmm. And then, but I still
0: think it, it it's still a great game. It still but. actually works well enough that it's is the first game with like a really workable 3D cameras and oh for sure. Like Jesus. Like they nailed it.
4: I uh, also played Witcher three. Some Witcher three. Nice. I'm, in, I'm in Skellige Re-cha. now. Um, which man? If that isn't just a bunch of stereotypical Scotsmen, Irishmen, and Norsemen just cobbled together on an island? Did it bother you? It, it wasn't. There just wasn't a lot of originality in there. Like, I knew it was like, okay, it's like, you're going to talk, like the Thrones gonna talk story. to the Jarl, and then you're going to do, and then we're going to have a Viking funeral for this guy. And I'm like, oh my God. and really? then it it's didn't, just it fucking me. And then it's fucking. Sorry. Excuse you. Sorry, we're boring you with our- <laughs> no, no, I just want to see if I
1: actually need to leave
4: in 10 minutes. Or not. And then it's, it's fucking Yennefer and, and Geralt hitting on each other Geralt. during the goddamn funeral. Jerry, Geralt. 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 Geralt.
1: Geralt. Do they not say this character's name in the you game? They say it like a hundred he... times,
2: Dylan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just confused because we talk about this every week, and I'm like, I don't know how you actually. <laughs> All
4: right, that's not the point. I don't it's care about his pronunciation. Did you beat Zelda? Like, did you do the whole line no? Hour? I haven't. No. I got like an hour into it, but like the fact that they're just hitting on each other during the streamers, was like, I'm gonna fuck you later. Like,
0: <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> almost that. It's, it's not even almost that. It's
4: almost that.
0: I do. I'm going to disagree. Their I think, relationship I think they are
4: doesn't. Flirting. Their relationship doesn't make any sense in that game. But to me. magic. <laughs> Wait at all? Like besides the really scene. They are essentially
0: mm. series parents.
4: Yeah, but like that's barely communicated well because the 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 prologue scene at the beginning of the game is more focused about. Geralt. Geralt, 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 Geralt being naked in a washtub and flirting with Yennefer than them being series stewards. Like it doesn't, Yeah, I, I will, I will say and you're right. If this... I played two, I would probably understand it better because I didn't understand his relationship with Triss. Like I understood. Well, his... Triss is two. No, but what I'm saying is that I understood Triss's, his relationship with Triss better when Triss's arc ended and I had her leave. Okay. Because then he showed more remorse for the fact that she was gone than he showed any sort of because obviously there's whatever the amnesia thing was and all this other stuff, like there's obviously some sort of tension between him and Triss and Yennefer. Like that much I understand. Yeah. And like if I had played the previous games, obviously my choices would have come been
0: Or you just be like me and you just everyone you just just fuck everyone. <laughs> fuck no, everyone. He, just, he likes he likes the ladies. Monsters and Succubuses and succubus. shows succubus. the ladies hey. his monster. Um, I don't. I, I think the Jennifer. Uh, I, I like that tension, and I like the fact that he has to constantly reconcile his relationship with other women that isn't necessarily his fault because he had amnesia. Which sure, it's, it's a, it might not be the coolest plot device, but I, I like their ties to the wild hunt a lot, and I like their past, and I like their relationship with Siri a lot, and I think in the funeral scene, the one the like. You're pretty far in the Skellige, plot. Maybe not.
4: No, that's the first thing you do when you get the Skellige. Whose funeral is it? It's the guy who just died, Like, and now they're doing the... Oh, I'm thinking of a different funeral scene. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: That game's big. It's eh. a, it, eh. like they haven't chosen a new king yet. Right, and this, that's to set up the whole Thrones gambit thing, which I thought was fun. I thought it was cool. You, mean, you get a lot of agency in what happens to Skellige. Once again, Gerald, the most influential person...
4: In the history of that man that hates politics and wants to be involved in politics, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah, I feel like I, I want to wrap it up soon because there was there was a point. Like, the reason I went to Skellige is because I was kind of bored of doing all the side quests. Like, mm-hmm. I was bored of being in Novigrad. And I was bored of, of of being around there. So I was like, all right, let's go, let's go somewhere new. And so. And then the wake scene's really weird, because it's like, hey, let's have a wake. But first, let me race you to the top of this mountain. Okay, let's go back to the wake. And I'm like... The, yeah, it does. That <laughs> entire scene did not make any sense. Like, I, agree, bes- I agree with that. Without... Yeah. Except for the point of setting up that this woman really wants
0: to prove herself. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I was like... Eh. I will well, say that one thing I didn't like about that whole questline is is like they, they put up the potential kings, and you're like, well, I know who the series contenders are, and I know which... <laughs> I know what decision they're gonna ask me to make, and it's kind of like, yeah, I get that.
4: The um, so I was playing this game, and I, I thought it's like, I really enjoy this game, but I enjoy, and but I I I played some Rocket League. I was like, man, Rocket League, like this is something I could keep coming back to. And I've played so much of Rocket League, and I've played like way more Rocket League than I have Witcher Three. And then I looked at my hour counts. I've played the exact same amount of Witcher 3 as I've played of Rocket League. Huh. It's impressive. I've played 40 hours of both of those games and I was like, I thought I have played way more Rocket League. Interesting. Why do you think that is? That perception. I think, well I think because despite the fact that they're 5 minute matches they are very compact like yeah. fully filled mm-hmm. 5 minute matches. That's yeah. a
1: lot. 40 hours of 5 minute matches is a lot of Rocket League. Like, yeah. It feels like you've played a lot of
4: Rocket League. Yeah. Whereas Witcher 3 is kind of kind of padded out with Traveling, ten, ten right. of walking, five minutes <laughs> yeah. of walking won't feel like yeah. you played the Witcher, but uh, yeah, cool it, it, was, it was weird seeing that. Yeah. Um, and then we all played Sports Friends. Oh my god, <laughs> we should have talked about that because
2: this is when I realized that, I that Dan, if he that. were to use yeah. his size for anything, for anything. He he's he's like the thing. We he played <laughs> Sebastian Jaws, which is a game that controllers.
0: And when you shake the controller too violently, you get knocked out. Yep. And we
2: got to the point where Dan could grab one of us by any part of our body and shake us. And
4: well, don't th- touch me in certain parts of yeah. my body. And and that <laughs> shock, shock that force would
2: carry through to the other hand, which was holding the controller, and shake the controller. And it's. <laughs> It just became unfair. I am not
0: <laughs> tiny. Dan is not small. What sucks about Dan is that like Dan's like a shock absorber, whereas like I can apply all this force to Dan, but it just all gets retracted like back to me. <laughs> so I'm like trying to push Dan, and I'm just bouncing. And it was fun. I Life hacks. It. And then we also
4: played Tricky Towers. I hate mm-hmm. that game. I love that, that game so good. <laughs> Alex, that Dil- game is so good. Dylan and I love that game because we guys, rock at it. And I think I know why game. I like that urban game. Urban planning, so. high five. because yeah, you're good
1: at it and I don't like it because I'm bad at well, it. Well, no, Come I on. think... That's
4: but the, the thing, thing... It's not hard to figure out. But I think Alex made a good point in saying urban planning because, like, I think <laughs> that game is just about, like... <laughs> being orderly and being very like yeah, structured <laughs> yeah, it's that's... like let me make this perfect pillar so yeah. basically it's, it's, it's like it's, it's, I can see the pixels so it's competitive Tetris but For like me, with,
1: it's like go ahead sorry it's well it's competitive, competitive
4: Tetris. Tetris without the aspect of like you're not destroying lines you're just trying to stack up make a perfect stack and yeah. there's realistic physics not Tetris physics so if there's any sort of slant or if it's not perfectly aligned something will rotate and the structure will topple over. Yep, Pixel
3: perfect. And, and the version, and, and the mode
4: we played is that you're competing to, to reach a certain height and whoever reaches the height first wins. But it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you just gotta make this perfect rectangle and See just I, stack it up perfectly. I
1: love making perfect rectangles and making things fit, but I like having control. I don't like them falling
4: down and I'm like, I can't,
1: oh God, I can't keep up. I can't make it perfect. Is that not
4: how like, you fill a storage unit? Like,
0: Kelly doesn't like <laughs> they just throw just things keep at you. Like, no, stop, please. Well, it's really weird because Kelly will hit triangles sometimes and a giant clock will fall in the. Story <laughs> a big piano room. will come out.
2: <laughs> I'm like, God, where am I going to put this thing? I was thinking
0: about Tricky Towers the other day. I think there's a cool mechanic in that game where the the height to win slowly goes down as the match goes on to keep the match yes. length down. Ooh. It's pretty yes. smart from a design.
1: I think it's a well made game. Uh, I think I might enjoy it single player. I don't know if I like the competitive thing. I, th- I think um, there are a couple of
2: cool concepts in there that weren't yeah. executed well. Like, yeah. the abil- once you get a power up, you can make it pro- positive for yourself or negative yeah. for your opponents. I think it's a.
1: I- i think it's a good game i just don't enjoy playing it because i'm not good at it that's fair
2: competitive the competitive thing
1: um but i think it's a I think it's well made
2: that here's an example because you're you're saying you don't like it because you're bad at it um i can't remember which ghost recon it was i think it was the first one where i think it was futuristic and you could like it felt very snappy it was kind of like full spectrum warrior but a third person shooter for a ghost recon i was terrible at that game like legitimately awful I fucking love playing it just because it felt so good.
1: So I'm okay playing games I'm bad at if it's just me. I'm not
2: discounting your your rationale. Dan, I think you just don't like this game. No, I'm
4: just just saying. saying I like like, competitive games. Well, I mean, I like being challenged and I like not doing things. I just don't like competitive Tetris four person (laughs) games.
1: (laughs) With with realistic physics against these three people in this room (laughs) on a Saturday night about two weeks ago. (laughs) I don't think
0: I like the game that much. Like, I don't, but I, I think it's fun. It's a fun way to pass Here, actually, time. Actually, you know
1: what? Here, so this gets back to the, the value equation. How much did you pay for that game? Free. So there you go. There it's you a go. great game. Because I think... Uh, if I put, If I paid anything more than like 3 bucks for that game, I would not find value in it, I don't think. I don't know if
2: I'd make that argument. Or hands down $10. that like, a game is great because it's free. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying,
1: saying the whether... Value, the
0: value proposition that we got out of it is oh. insane. Right. Oh, so totally. I
1: think it's great. I think I think if, if whether I... I think that the amount of money you spend on a game for what you get is a is a, is a very valid thing, and I think mm. that if I spent sixty bucks on that game, <laughs> I would not consider that game worthy of sixty. No, absolutely not. Um, so I think that's why I asked because yeah. I think I think that that's a good point. You know,
4: yeah. Uh, Alex and I also played maybe one of the most personally intensive rounds of oh. Rocket League. That oh yeah that was pretty I, I just, that was pretty epic. That had a crazy save. Made by yours truly, where both of us just had the most guttural, visceral.
3: In, in show. Oh, unison. that's
1: right. In unison. It was
2: fantastic. <laughs> that was like.
3: That we You, you, you we were, were right were
1: there. We were having a conversation, and
4: all of a sudden, the two of them are just like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: the sound I made oh, was right. like a, a guttural primal like we, That's awesome. A, I like, drove
4: up the wall and then down onto <laughs> the wall, and the ball came, and I smacked it away at literally the last millisecond where it could have counted as a save. And we just both go... <laughs> and,
1: you, and you were and you were like, I have neighbors.
4: Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, still, still, I'm still thinking
0: that right now, actually.
2: Um, it's noon.
0: Rocket League's a cool game. Uh, we should wrap it up. You guys yeah. have anything else?
2: Uh, I'm just going to say Overwatch just to get that in here on the show notes. Um, <laughs> it's
0: fine. I'm probably going to get a PS3
4: next paycheck. PS4? PS4. No, no PS3. PS3. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> no, I'm going to get a PS4. Okay. Nice. And probably get Overwatch. Dope. Um, and I'm probably gonna get Mafia this week. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna play Oxen Free as soon as I have some time. That's no, that's one of my. Uh, it's like seven bucks right now on Steam. Nice. Well, I might not be anymore, but it was. Nice. Um, anyway, I'm I kept gonna, looking gonna, at this at Doom being thirty dollars. Like I'm gonna buy that and then it stopped being thirty dollars. I'm like, Mah. I'll probably buy
0: Doom around Black Friday because oh, yeah. it'll be on sale then. I'm gonna crawl under my desk again and stay there <laughs> until this semester ends. Yeah, that's where I'm at. The um, you can find word at word dash you can find Dan at ward-games.com. gamescom um, you have any
1: site? Uh, it just has the splash page there right now.
2: Dope. It
0: it's
1: says, pretty co- cool says coming page. soon.
2: I've got a um, I've got a little placeholder above all my work that mentions that this is not current. <gasps> um, also shameless plug. Uh, I'm doing a thing called Inktober where I draw something every day. Go to my Instagram. It's at alexr790. Com? No, it's Instagram.com/slash alexr790 or Alex, you can search Instagram alexr790. Alex Alex
1: a sweet illustrator, and you should check it out. Yeah. They're Awesome. I'll
4: let you do dare double draw. Thank you. Appreciate that. I felt really good about that. Um, you can find Alex regularly at alexrice.net. Because .com was taken. Yeah. You can find Mason Brown at masonbrown.me. Dot you? Dot me. Dot me. Dot me slash Philly. Look at his sweet slot machine.
0: Don't go to that. <laughs> um, go to that. Cool. Do we yeah, say I'm, where we can find Dan Dan Cotting. Yeah, yeah. You can find Dan cutting, Dan Mick dot the main take. I think, I think, I, I, think I, I think I've made more sounds
2: of disgust on this podcast than any other one we've recorded combined. And, oh. and you can find me
4: at DylanOvendo dot com. i about. you can find me there. Well,
0: I was I was I was waiting because right now your your site still has a lot of lorem ipsum on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You'll get so I, I mean, you
1: can put it out there, sure. I love, do you guys know the bacon ipsum generator? Yes. It's like lorem ipsum, but it's all meat. It's great.
2: I prefer the M- Moby Dick lorem ipsum generator, which just generates sex of Moby Dick or lorem fucking ipsum. Mm-hmm. That one's from. good. Kitten ipsum <laughs> kitten Ipsum's really I,
4: good, too. I was really hoping the Moby Dick lorem ipsum was just going to be I am Ishmael over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again.
3: <laughs> all right. That's, that's good enough. I think it's good.
4: We out. Bye. 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 G-
1: Bye, Dan. Bye.